Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Get A Life Podcast Kunai. I'm Tyson Mitsuki, joined by Bitch Loves Mish. Hello. And by Joe. I like your kids. What? What? Did you, did you just say into the microphone, I like your kids? <laughs> that was the joke. I don't get it, Joe. I don't get it. He's, he's, here's the thing, you remind me of... Uh... Remind me of my free company in Final Fantasy XIV, where it's like we're just called Highland Children. And the description is just we like your kids. <laughs> the fuck? See, that's the police coming after you, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Let's start. Let's start over. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> no, that's staying in the episode. That's staying in the episode. And you Everyone's know what I like, know. Joe? I like your shirt. Do you know what I like? I also like your shirt too, Bish. Oh, thanks. Cold anyway, wait, we're keeping it in? Yeah, we're keeping, yes, we're it, keeping in. it in. You guys are fine with yeah, it? Yeah, we're fine with yes, it. Yes, yes. It's only making you look bad, not me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Don't be a wuss. Don't wuss out. Anyway, right. before this gets any more weird than, the, than what he's already been, um, we are bringing you a special episode of Get A Light Podcast Kunai today, and we're covering Dagashi Kashi this time around. Ooh. So before we start, Bish has some important words for you. So yeah, these are special, special episodes that will be aired once covering... Once per season, sorry. Covering yep. one series in the most recent season of anime. So we went with, I believe this is the spring season? This winter season? This is the winter. This is, this winter. is the winter season, but it just finished now, so we're covering it. With these episodes, our goal is to stay up to date with the new series, get a taste of what's new things and in the industry has to offer, that kind of stuff. It also kind of gives us a chance to share our opinions on current anime because obviously on Kunai, not all the anime we cover is current. Some of them are a few years old, that kind of stuff. Um, so this is recently finished their simulcasts and, you know, we want to discuss them with you, the listeners. So there are some restrictions to this. We won't be covering any sequels or prequels or spin-offs or any series that are over 13 episodes long because the whole point of it is to get it to you guys as soon as possible. And these specials won't replace any monthly episodes and they'll just air alongside them. And like regular episodes, you know, we're not covering any of the source material to any shows that have them. So no manga discussions and no light novel discussions. And remember, we can be found on Stitcher and the iTunes store, and now Google Play, if you live in Canada and USA. So yeah, if you'd like to share your thoughts, yeah, you, you, you can- The United Kingdom citizens, you guys suck. Whoa, Joe. <laughs> wow. During the, just midway through the disclaimer, you shouldn't be saying that we suck, all right? All right? All right? So yeah, if you'd like to share your thoughts, you can contact us on Twitter at G-A-L-P Kunai, or by email at g-a-l-p-dot-p-e-a at gmail.com and yeah remember not to give us anything more than 30 episodes for your suggestions so with that disclaimer out of the way let's just get some general info and the synopsis for Dakashi Kashi out of the way before we enter into the actual discussion and it is as follows Dagashi Kashi, meaning Shit Switch Candy, is a slice of life show based on a manga penned by Kodoyama aired during the 2016 winter anime season. It spans 12 episodes, was produced by animation studio Feel, and directed by Shigehito Takayanagi. Out in the countryside, the Shikata family has run a small candy store for nine generations. Meet Kokonatsu Shikata, the newest heir to this shop. While an expert in selling customers the highly intricate dagashi sold at the store, 
He doesn't want to take in the reins. He dreams of becoming a manga artist instead. One day, Hotaru Shidare comes into the store and makes Kokonotsu's dad an offer to come work for the Shidare company her father presides over. He agrees on one condition, convince Kokonotsu to continue the family business. That feels simple enough, so let's start with first impressions. Bish, do you want to start? Yeah,、um, first impressions, to be honest, I really wasn't interested in this show. And then I started watching it, and I was like,、mm, I'm really not interested in this show. There were some things that caught my eye, and that was the,、um, the candy. I recognized some of them, and I was like, oh man, this is kind of cool. This is stuff I know. I, I drink ramen, and I, I eat these candies. So I was very interested in that kind of stuff. And that kind of let me stay for longer. But the first thing I noticed, first of all, was. And、the characters and their weird eyes. It's just very weird for me. So it, it kind of put me off at the beginning, but I kind of was attracted to kind of continue the episode because of a certain individual who shall not be named,、mm-hmm. um, aka Hotaru. Because within the first episode, you see her、um, taking a shower. Like, what? You can tell they only put that in there. Just I described her as the semen demon of the Gashikashi. <laughs> Joe, don't, don't say that. She isn't. Well, at the same time,、wow. I could agree with you because there is a scene in this、wow. anime where it looks like she's covered in, in that stuff. Wow. You just had to bring the Panty and Stocking reference into this episode, right, Joe? No, that wasn't, that wasn't a reference. Just look at her. She looks like she wants you. <laughs> wow. What the hell? Joe, man. Joe, you disgust me. What do you think I'm here for? <laughs> Get your first impressions out of the way before I kick you out of the call. <laughs> Alright, so. I want to start off saying I love candy. Like, I, like, there are, like, I love like, different kinds of candy. I like eating like, anything related to candy. And like, I, I've taken like, a small break from it. And because like, I've eaten it so much, and, like, and also American candy is also kind of like disgusted me. <laughs> like, as I've eaten it so much, it's kind of like I just can't eat this anymore. And, I was look- and then I saw the Gashi Kashi, and I'm like, well, first of all, like, I-, I decided to watch the Gashi Kashi for three reasons. One, like, it looked like the animation looked really cool, and like, the story looked pretty cool from the, in- from the preview that I saw. Two, Hotaru. <laughs> And three, like, it was a whole show about candy. Like, I'm like, oh, like, I'm gonna, like, we're gonna see all these different kinds of candy throughout the show. They're gonna, like, and they're gonna kind of incorporate that into the story because, like, the entire show takes place in a candy shop. So I was really excited to watch it. And, like, after watching the first few episodes, I was hooked. Like, I, I binged the entire show in one sitting. I don't know why, but that sudden intake of breath that Joe made while he was mentioning Hotaru's name is actually concerning. Really is. Potentially. I think so. Well, I, I, that was breathing in with a smile, like with a grin on my face. No, that, that's、wow. creepy, Joe. If people could see you now, they're like, what the hell is this guy doing? He should be put on some sort of candy blacklist. No, bitch, what I'm gonna do is that I'm gonna imagine Phoenix Wright breathing in with a smile on his face. That's gonna be creepy as fuck. It is creepy. That, that, that's, gonna haunt yeah, my, he- that's gonna haunt my dreams now. If you guys didn't know, I'm Phoenix Ray Iroh. He is, indeed.、Um, Tyson, what w a s your first impressions? Before I go into the first impressions part, I have to agree with Bish that this isn't a show that I would be normally interested in.、Hmm. For instance, 
when we conceived this special, there were several shows that we were uh, interested in viewing, and Kevin just has to suggest the candy episode. Kevin, whatever you are, ace your tests. Kevin, burning in hell. <laughs> Kevin, we hate you and you should feel bad. What was the other choices? Because I think I wanted to pick Coplock the anime, but we didn't get a chance to see that. Okay, uh, I think it's called a Nichiro Days or something like that. I, I wanted to choose that, but vicious because it looks like a free ripoff. I wanted that. I wanted a free ripoff to talk about, but okay. Nichiro Days is um, is called. Um, sadly, it would have been chosen because one is a short, and second is longer than thirteen episodes. So that immediately immediately um, bumps it uh, bumps it out of the selection. Anyway. For some reason, Kevin and Joe were interested in candy anime, and for some reason, yeah. that won. And they had to drag Bish and me alongside the way. And I'm like, this is not a show that I would watch. Oh, and by the way, I don't have the list in front of me. I don't think I have it. But one of the shows that I wanted to cover for this special was Erased. That would have and been good. I would definitely would yeah, have loved I, to cover like, that. Aside from the Kashikashi, I did suggest Erased as well, because I've watched Erased and... God. Oh, God. But Joe, this isn't an erased episode. This is a the Gashikashi episode. So. Okay, maybe we'll get the chance to discuss erase later on. But continuing, so the Gashikashi one, I'm like, this is a show that I would watch. Looking at the list of anime that were airing in the season, like say, am I gonna watch a show about candy? This is not something that I'd be interested in. And don't get me wrong, I love candy, but to watch people. Buying in a candy store, I, I mean, I wasn't quite clear on the concept of how a candy anime would work, but again, it was not for me. So when I first started watching the episode, I also noted the jarring art design. Hotaru has the Rinnegan. Saya has Hashiman eyes, for those who have seen Oregairu. Kokonosu has like really wide eyes. I'm like, what, what the hell am I watching here? And, and the other thing that immediately stuck out to me is like the setting that is trying to establish this is the Japanese countryside and the music that also goes along with it I thought mm, I don't think this is an anime that's gonna last long at, the, at this point I didn't know Hotaru's role in the story but I but I felt this is gonna be boring to watch and I was watching it while I was simulcasted so it's okay to have those thoughts I suppose but anyway then Hotaru comes in with her eccentric personality, and I thought, okay, so maybe this has the potential to go on gags that may be funny, mm -hmm. but most of the time it's surrounding around her boobs. I mean, oh my god! Um, like I have, I have a track record on the podcast and on my uh, anime watching history of just disliking those type of jokes because, like, it's it, it, it's a really easy thing to get away with. The whole, oh, I have gigantic boobs. Oh, I'm gonna do all the fan service in the world. I'm like, dude, I don't need anime to titillate me. There's porn for that. Are you implying something? I'm implying that the show did with Hotaru many things that I, that I do not approve of. Ah, uh, that's not what I meant. <laughs> if I'm to interject, the, when you mentioned the whole uh, opai thing and things like that, it kind of reminds me of, you know, how American humor tends to have a lot of uh, toilet humor jokes. Like, there's a lot of jokes about farting and shit and things like that. I think for Japan, it's the same, but with breasts. Like, breasts is always 
a point of comedy for them. Aren't toilet jokes child-level jokes? Yeah, but isn't isn't the same about breast jokes? I think that's the same sort of childlike humor. But Bish, let's go back to Penny and Stocking. I dislike toilet humor. That doesn't change here. I'm not a fan of that type of humor. So, and, and the other thing that I noticed was that when I watched the first episode, I'm like, this also has a romance element with Saya having a crush and apparently Kokonatsu having a crush on Hotaru. So I don't know if the story was going to do anything with that little love triangle that they're trying to build up. Mm. Although it didn't prove to be much by the end of the episode. The, it, the story didn't do much with it. It may be another story in the manga, but the anime, they didn't do nothing with that. Yeah. Because if you if you see online, this is actually listed as a comedy slash romance, which I completely disagree with. There is a slight kind of love triangle going on, but the anime doesn't really focus on that. It focuses more on selling candy. In my opinion, like, I definitely do not see romance in this, but I, like, it's not blame comedy. Like, sometimes it's blame comedy in the show, and sometimes it's kind of like comedy that, like, it's like personal comedy, if you, know, if you know what I mean. Like, it's like you laugh at some stuff that you find funny. I mentioned that I thought that Dagashikashi had good comedy paces on the start, but as the show went on, I would go on to severely backtrack from that opinion, but I can discuss that in story. Okay. And on that same vein, let's start discussing story then. I'll start. The The thing is with the story is that there is a story, but it's just re it's on the back burner. Like, the, the anime yeah, is like not... Yeah, the story isn't the focus of yeah, the Yeah, exactly. The story isn't the main focus of the animation. The animation's main focus is to sell candy to you, the viewers. But at the same time, it, to sell candy, it uses very, very interesting story elements. Like, they would go back into flashbacks to sell candy, and this is one of... Yeah, it was I like wouldn't the, say it's like a selling No, campaign. I think it is, because... There was this one episode where they were promoting the, the yogurt sweets, the one with the grape flavoring inside or something like that. And they had like 10 minutes was in a, like this flashback with uh, Coconuts and Saya-chan. And they were playing like this pretend game of doctor. And he was just giving the candy as, as medicine. So the anime does this quite a lot. They either go into like a... Um, they segue into something or they go back in time to try and sell you candy, which is quite... It's quite interesting, but at the same time, they use that kind of mechanic a lot in this anime. So for me, the story is just there as a back burner to sell candy. That's all it is. It's not really an amazing story. The cynic side of me would say that this show is designed to sell me candy, and knowing the history of media, like when it began, it was basically companies funding programming to sell products, but... I began to say in another way, probably Kodoyama is just a big fan of candy, and the ones who herald the production committee for Dagashi Kashi say, hey, let's get the Dagashi producers on board the production committee, let's sell candy on, the, on this part. Whether on the manga, it would be like, hey, I'm a big fan of candy, and it represents as such, or maybe, maybe you know, Kodoyama we is... We don't necessarily talk about manga, but even the manga has references... And some candies are named. Some or all of them? Not all. Some. I'd say the candy was more like for, more for the nostalgic factor, because it definitely went back to like it covered tons of candy. Like I can't even count how many they counted. Like they talked about. And I'd see because like there are people who obviously grew up with this kind of candy. Yeah, there is. 
so it's like I'd, I'd say like this is kind of like a way of going down memory lane and like it feels good like seeing them be reminded of this candy that has a kid while having some kind of entertainment value as well that's precisely my point but let's not deny let's people are gonna go back into shops and gonna buy these candies no, 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 no. I, I, I have no doubt that after seeing the show people are going to buy these candies I, I completely agree like I can see the commercial purpose behind this but what I'm trying to argue here is that it's possible there's the possibility that Koroyama was just reminiscing about all the candy that he ate as a kid and hey why not make a, a story around that um, one one thing I, I did want to mention was that even in the West, when, when it was released in the West, so as it was simulcast, we've seen a lot of companies focus on the candy from Dagashikashi. You know, there's a lot of tweets about it. Even to this day, there's like, oh, look, buy our candy. It's featured in Dagashikashi. And those tweets are in English. No, it's just it's just those guys are trying to piggyback off the, of the hype that the show has done for for the candy itself. I don't think it's like a unified effort to Oh yeah, of course. to sell the candy. It's just them piggyback uh, having a piggyback right of of it. Joe, so what do you have to say about the about the story? Yeah, it, it's very basic. Like I have to agree that it is the story isn't the focus of the show. It's kind of like those random moments that happen. It is like the show is unpredictable. <laughs> In my opinion. That's precisely when I mentioned the factoids, the general info part of the, of the story. I mentioned that it was a slice of life. So I did read the genre uh, calling it a comedy and a romance saying I don't agree with either label. Well, I don't agree with the romance, but I do agree with comedy. I plan to say some things about the comedy aspect of Agashikashi that hopefully will make you think about, um, of, of that label, but let's just get into the story then. I, I also have to agree with Bish. Stories in the back burner. I mean, for the- They, for, only, they only mention it like two or three times. Exactly, it's, it, on the first episode, and I think on the, I think it was on the 11th episode when- uh, when and, and when Kokonatsu and, um, and Hotaru were sitting on the train, they were like, are you really waiting for me to come over? Um, something like, and I'm paraphrasing here. Hotaru, do you really um, you remember when you came to town to scout my dad? It was mentioned like two or three times in the story. So yeah, when faced with that scenario, I'm thinking that it's maybe a story talking about the characters themselves and how they interact. Like Dagashikashi lends itself to a lot of um, what's the word that I'm looking for here. Because it says it's a comedy, but when Dagashikashi planned to do comedy, like they're writing a script to be comedic on purpose, it fails spectacularly. And the prime example of that was, let's see. Well, I mean, there there isn't really a thing as accidentally creating something funny when you're when you're trying to make an anime because you're intentionally putting this stuff in. The writing of episode 9 is written deliberately to deliver comedy, and I found myself not laughing at many of the jokes that this show had. And I mean, that's just more like you didn't enjoy the comedy. That, isn't, that doesn't mean it isn't comedy. The thing itself. is, I think the comedy is quite poor, especially in that episode. Because, you know, it's... I understand the joke is... Um, the ulcer. 
Well, I, I I know, but like it's it's just more like you didn't find it funny. That's no, still I, like no, but I think it's still comedy. it's still very you, poor that, comedy. I don't think it's it can even be considered then, as comedy why, at that point. Well, I'm just kind of argued that like the comedy tag makes sense because it does have bits of comedy no matter how much you hated it or liked it. Mm, okay. What I think about Dagashikashi as a comedy is that I cannot label it as such. And then, should we insist on the label of labeling Dagashikashi as a comedy, I would say it's an awful, awful comedy. There are better comedies out there. There are better comedies it's out there. It's an animation that is, as, Ty as Tyson mentioned before, it's a slice of life and it does have comedic moments, but just because mm -hmm. something has comedic moments, I wouldn't say it's a comedy. And speaking about episode 9, like, there was a lot of issues with that comedy as well. There were some jokes that um, didn't translate properly, especially with the um, with the the gashi with the um, with the animal, and it has like the the chocolate inside, like Smarties or something like that, like those little M and M's that came I mean, out. Can I can I say it was more amusing than it was funny? Maybe, but to be honest, it was translated horrendously. I don't know why, but it's. I understand it's very difficult for them to translate it, but at the same time, the what the joke she was making was she was pretty much calling the um, the chocolate shit dumplings. Like she was dumplings shit. Yeah, yeah. She was calling them literal shit coming out of the thing, and <laughs> it, it didn't quite. Do you enjoy toilet humor, Joe? So of course you're gonna find no, that it's funny. Not just no, that. no, no, it's... no. I, was, I didn't find the jokes itself funny. I found Saya's reactions funny. Yeah, Saya's reaction was funny, but at the same time, she it wasn't properly translated in a way that we understand that she was making a mistake in how she was saying it, because what she was saying and what Saya meant for her to say was still translated as the same thing in English, when in fact there are two different words that she that they were trying to say. Do you see what I mean? And that kind of ruined it even more. I think people in Japan might understand the joke a lot more, or people who understand Japanese would understand this joke a lot more because of the differences in the words. But in English, it, they just use the same word. Um, yeah. All I know is that um, I remember, I recall that episode, I think it was episode 12, the one with the dumplings. No, episode 11, sorry. And also episode 9 had the also... It tried to start an arc because the thing with Dagashikashi is that most of the episodes are very self-contained. They don't contribute to an overall yeah. cohesiveness yeah. of the story. Also, another thing I observe is that they're divided into segments. Like, on the Japanese animation of today, there's A part and B part. A part was one story, B part was another story sometimes they wooing them together but overall they just um they just hold weight on their own no it reminded me of painting and stocking structure where like it was all like self-contained and then i had like some kind of arc around the end yeah and um i don't know if this is taken straight from american animation or just that i i sure as hell know that the manga it doesn't uh has this kind of structure, but maybe for the anime it worked for it so that they can cover more material. But I just want to get back into the comedy bit here because uh, I've been trying. I've been trying to argue that as a comedy it feels spectacularly, and when it tries to derive laughs intentional, like I'm writing this as a joke, haha, you're supposed to laugh. No, it doesn't work like that. And episode nine was just a train wreck because its writing was deliberately wrote as a comedy and it didn't work however the kind of comedy that works in dagashikashi is the unintended one for instance reactions um 
things in when they adapt the characters' personalities, how they would react. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's not it's not necessarily reading like a line that makes you laugh or you're supposed to laugh at, but when faced with that scenario, there's more potential of comedy in those little tidbits than a whole episode reading with the purpose of introducing comedy that says, what? Am I supposed to laugh at this? Because I didn't. So that's probably my issue with the uh, with both the comedy on Dagashi Kashi and the comedy label to apply to this show as a whole. Well, that that's the comedy that I was talking about. It's like just seeing the reactions of everyone; those were funny. You could probably make the argument of that, but but to be honest, every anime that I I've seen has that kind of reaction style comedy. Exactly, and, it. and and just labeling it labeling it as a comedy because of that, I uh, I don't agree. I don't agree with that. There's also another thing that I wanted to mention about the story. Um, this could go straight into characters. We mentioned the interaction of the characters. They, at least on the story, they come across as very heartwarming. They come across as friends talking to each other, which could probably be the argument to be made like, hey, this is what all Slice of Life shows does. But it was generally endearing just to watch these characters talk interact with each other they it gives off the vibe that they're really friends and even hotaru the outsider mm. quickly became part of the group what do you guys had to say about that that's something that i i wouldn't say it's a gripe but it's something that kind of annoyed me um that you know at first there was this rivalry between hotaru and and Sayachan, but then Rivalry? No. It felt no for me. It felt like a rivalry, or that at least there was some sort of. When in any part of it was hey, there a hey. rivalry? I felt that there was some tension between the I two mean, characters. I mean, can you back? Can you back up that? Opinion? It was within the first episodes, and then I think there something happened, and then she started calling her master, and that that because it was so spontaneous that her opinion changed like that. It was just disappointing to me. It was just like, okay. I have no idea what you're talking. About. <laughs> I don't either. What? I don't either. <laughs> I thought the rivalry was between Hotaru and Kokonotsu, but Hotaru and Saya? If anything, no. Hotaru has a admiration of Saya. If anything. Yeah, they both have yeah, like but a before friendly that relationship. Admiration. No, there wasn't even before the master part. Like, they were just talking. They met in a coffee shop and they were just chatting. Exactly. If, if, if anything, Bish, remember that Saya helped out Hotaru when she fell off the bike into the rice field on the very first episode. Yeah, so, but she didn't. So, look, so if anything, look, they, look, they, what I'm they, saying they don't have here, a... Let me defend myself, yeah? Because for me, I can tell, like, from the beginning, I thought, before knowing any information about this anime, I felt that um, Hotaru had something going on with Kokonatsu. Maybe she had some feelings, but by the end, it kind of it was very clear that that wasn't the case and it was more the case of Saya having that sort of feelings as well. So then I thought, okay, these are the two female characters and assuming that this was going to be a romance, which it isn't, I thought that they were going to go for like Kokonatsu. So that's where I thought about that. I was thinking, shit, Jia, what's going on? And then they just, I don't know. When it kind of, it felt very weird for me when she started calling her master and it was like, uh, it was kind of this weird senpai relationship in some way. Or sensei relationship it, it just did not make any sense to me i was like why is that relationship there it felt very i wouldn't say forced but it was it was just there for being there as opposed to actually having some sort of meaning behind it 
to me personally. If, if, if anything, Hotaru ad, uh, admires Saya for her knowledge on Dagashi, and we're talking about Hotaru. She's a Dagashi otaku. So mm-hmm. any bit. So, so anyone that even gives the appearance that knows as much as Dagashi uh, uh, as her, then she pretty much reveres them. So. I think it stems more from that rather than um, so, uh, some some sort of admiration that mm. they may have or something. Potentially, I just think it's it was very dumb. There's one last thing I want to introduce about the story that I found interesting. I mentioned previously that pretty much all these stories are self-contained, but episode mm. nine also introduces an arc. The when when Hotaru gets an ulcer in her mouth just because of eating too much dakashi, and that lasted for. Two episodes, four parts. What do you guys thought about that? Well, I mean, I actually didn't notice it much. I thought it was just kind of like one, like a one scene gag they were going for, and I didn't realize that it ended up being this huge, like, big deal until they finally showed her with like the giant, giant ochre. Yeah, I, I agree with Joe that I didn't really pay too much attention to it. I found that interesting because previously. All the stories were self-contained, and this little arc here is designed to just. But why? But why do you think they've done that? I think it's designed well, to. I, don't, I, I think it's. Thing, I don't want to call it an arc because, like, they kind of didn't. Well, like, they built up to it, but they kind of made it so, like, is that you don't really notice it? You kind of just brush it off with an arc. No, but at the same like time, kick, that's, kick, that's the it. linking element between. The subsequent episodes. Yeah, is um, um remember, all the sense of Dagashikashi is just to sell you candy. Throughout the episodes, it's just Hotaru explaining what this candy is to either Kokonatsu, Saya, or to, or even Toe, because he has got his fair of uh, screen time by uh, being explained stuff by Hotaru. So you introduce this episode, which I'm calling it an arc. But it may be, but it may be something else in which you break the structure of the story from what you have done previously and say, hey, there may be something here, and there was absolutely no build up to it before episode nine. There wasn't any sort of indication that Hotaru would get an ulcer at all. It was introducing episode nine and episode ten. She was just laying there in bed, like sick from bigger, sick from the ulcer. So you broke the. The presentation of the story, which was largely very self-contained, and did something that is overarching, and I personally found it, I personally found that interesting. I found it kind of confusing, to be honest, because if they wanted to go with that, why wouldn't they have done it earlier? Like, as you mentioned, that also came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. That 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 didn't sit well with me. It was probably because. There's so much you can do with the structure of Hotaru explaining Dagashi to Kokonatsu. So that's why they introduce Hotaru explaining Dagashi to Saya, Hotaru explaining Dagashi to To, Hotaru explaining Dagashi to either the three of them together, something like that. They have to keep coming up with new methods of how to present Dagashi and not feel tiring or boring to the viewer. So that's why I think. This ulcer came out of nowhere, and just to make, in a way, um, how to be, how to best put it, I think that kind of arc was put in there to just to show some sort of character development as to how close um, Saya and Kokonosu has gotten to Hotaru. When I think of it that way, 
is how it only makes sense. And again, this whole story is on the, the, the whole overarching story, the one where Hotaru was sent into town to scout you was basically in the back burner, but by this point in episode 9, we have already established that this is about the characters of this town and how Hotaru, with her antics, tries to shake up the foundations of this town. Mm-hmm. Right. Because otherwise, it would be a really boring story. There's no, it, it, there's no nice way to put it. It's really not. Yeah, I understand what you mean. Okay, so let's see. What do we got next? Oh, fav favorite episode in moments. What were yours? Oh, um, my favorite episode. Let me just remember it now. It was the episode. Did you remember the theme? That's okay. I, I can probably look it up here. Um... What episode was it? Shit! It was just in my mind. Well, while you're thinking, can I say my favorite episode? Yeah. Um, I... <laughs> I have two favorite episodes. Um, one, like, I found... One, because it, that one I just found really funny. The other episode, I just... Because I'm... I just... I'd probably feel bad if I told you guys what it was. Episode, okay, so first one's episode eight with the scary stories. Okay. And the fortune-telling one. Because... <laughs> Okay. Uh, because, like, I liked how, like, they kind of went together. And, like, they, I like how they incorporated candy in the ghost stories. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, so that's how they're going to do it. Because they're, because you see um, Toe just telling these telling these stories, and then you see Saya just reacting and, like, it's, it's like, all scared. It's like, ah, oh, stop telling me these stories. And then it's like, and then Kotaro just goes in, and then she's like, you know what you need? You need some super, you need some super scary story gum. The ghost will go away if they take this gum. And then... And she was basically reciting uh, stories from those gums as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then around the end of that part of the episode when, um... When Yo comes in with the flashlight. Oh, yeah. It's if, like, be gone, evil spirits. He, if, he, he looked like a total ghost there. That's episode <laughs> That's episode 8A part. Did you like the B part of that episode or just that part? Of course Joe loved the B part because there was something going on right at the end of that no, episode. No, it's not because of the panty shot. <laughs> it's because of the panty shot, Joe. No, I just like... I it's more like I like the reaction between Toe and Ko um, Koganatsu. It's because like they're real. It's like they're really funny together. It's like, and then when they're opening the candy together, it's like they see like all these different predictions, and then like around the end when like they're, it's like they're like their wish like they pop like a wish candy out, and then, <laughs> and then they see Hotaru passing by, and then she just jumps away, and then they just look under under her skirt, and <laughs> you loot person. Like, this candy's real. You loot person. You loot person. It, come on, they didn't even show her skirt. Well, wow! You didn't even show it. Wow, Joe. Joe. If you pause at the right moment, you know you gotta see some. No, I don't know. I, I do have one coming because apparently on the latter part of the Kashikashi, the fortune, the, the fortune telling becomes sort of a recurrent topic. Are those kind of candy? Is, yeah. it, are those kind of dagashis popular in Japan? Like the fortune telling stuff? Because that, I think I do not know. I think I think they feature at least three of them that were based yeah, around. They have the, the fortune telling chocolates i know that they also had um a different type of they had quite a lot as you mentioned but it might be the case that yes it is popular in japan because well, maybe it's popular among women how so 
Because, because I'm just making a joke because in the show they like said like, oh like fortune like women are very attracted to fortune telling. Yeah, the show did mention that at least toe, but hey, he's toe. He's like a if he tries to be a womanizer, he's a total. He's a total bro. Toe is the shoe of the show. Exactly. Such a exactly. <laughs> Except he's much better. I have one more episode. It's actually I'd say this one's probably like my favorite favorite. Um, it's 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 generic, but the summer festival. Like I love summer festival. That episodes was something so much. that I was gonna say as well. Yeah, I love it's, that episode as well. It's like it was very it was very beautiful with the, like the different reactions and like it's like how everyone is having fun and like how how Saya went like into like into the backstory with like Kokonatsu and like how they're connected. It's very cool. Like, it was very beautiful. That's another episode. That was one of the episodes that I enjoyed. And this is me being the the kind of shoujo guy in the sense that I, I'm a big fan of romance anime. And those two, that episode and the episode where they go back in time and play Doctor, those were the two episodes that I, I really enjoyed, mainly for those elements. Because you got to see the relationship between um, Saya and Kokonatsu. And it was just pretty cute. Like, I like the flashbacks in in the um, festival episode because you can pretty much see that he he does the same things again like he's doing stuff from the past and he's just so kind of selfless in a way like he gives the he gives the goldfish to her even though she already has it from last time and she still kept it in the cafe that kind of stuff which i thought uh, that was very cute i have to admit and the the other episode was the doctor episode i like that one um epi uh, mainly because episode six b hmm? part the yogurt episode okay yeah the the one about the the yogurt candies i liked what i liked about it, it was it was kind of funny it it was dry humor in a sense but because we knew it was gonna come and we knew he was gonna say the same thing have some medicine and she's just there she just wants to be embraced by kokonatsu like every time oh examine me examine me um i found that cute but at the same time i felt it went a bit too far when she was like oh i have like uh, chest pains and things like that examined me kokonatsu she just wanted to be touched by him in that way that kind of freaked me out i think that that was a I bit too want, far I, there i didn't i thought the same thing but i didn't really think much of it the reason for that is because like they're really young so like what yeah. girls aren't really like developed i thought the sense. same too potentially it's like the children but... it's kind of like they're having fun they don't really know about this kind of stuff so i kind of let it slide they don't know about this kind of stuff but the people that are writing do Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's what I think. I think it, it was well, a bit I mean, too much. It, well, they did bit. a really good job with capturing what how a child would think. Yeah, of course, but... That's kind of the intention. At the same time, like, like, let's be honest. She had a crush on uh, Kokonatsu since she was very young. Yeah, and she wants to be embraced by him. I understand that. I just felt that the chest part was a bit too much there. Everything else was cute, and I liked Kokonatsu's response. Here, have some medicine. Like... For like the dumbest things, he would say, "Here, have some medicine." Oh, I have. Have you ever gone to a doctor? And then he goes up to you, like you have like heart palpitations, and he's just like, "Here, have some medicine," without him looking at you or even <laughs> examining your heart or anything. Bish, like that. that's the whole Imagine point. That. They're playing doctors. It's, yeah, that's kind I of know, the point. But he's like, he's supposed to like Kogunatsu is supposed to be unaware. Exactly. I understand, but what I'm saying, what I'm saying, what I found funny was that he was very focused on the Dagashi. And he didn't actually understand the, the point of the game because Saya is saying, like, if you compare how Saya reacts, like when she's examining him, as opposed to the flip side, Kokonatsu is just 
Yeah, have some candy. That's basically what he's saying. So I found that hilarious. That's why I liked that episode. To kind of beat the dead horse, I also love the summer festival episode. And I personally will take it a, a step further. I think that out of all the summer episodes that I have seen in anime so far, I think Dagashikashi has the best one. The best, Ooh. the best summer special Sorry, episode. You shouldn't be saying that. You shouldn't be saying that. You haven't seen Toradora. I haven't seen Toradora, so my opinion may change. You haven't seen Golden Time, so you need to see those before you can comment that. I, w I will make the comment because I saw I saw Haganai saying, I'm, I mean, eh, it, it feels kind of stereotypical. There are tropes in anime like, for instance, oh, the uh, the beach episode, oh, the summer festival episode. And, um, and, and I'm like, I'm expecting all these kind of things from those kind of episodes, like, for instance, beach episode fan service in, uh, in summer festivals. And, and I'm just watching these guys get together, trying to show the character development. But for some reason, I think the fact that I care about the relationship that Kokonotsu and Saya has made it all the more special. And that's why I like it so much. Again, I haven't seen Toradora. I haven't seen Golden Time. My, I may have to backtrack of this opinion, but as it currently stands, I think that the summer episode of Takashi Kashi is the best one that I have seen yet. Fair enough. But if but, but if you want another opinion, um, I also like the summer festival episode because Hotaru was largely silent. Do you remember when she was um, die cutting? Oh yeah, she yeah, was just yeah, yeah. so focused on it. Like she made it so perfect that the guy was like, "Oh my god, I can't find any flaws in this to rip you off." Mm -hmm. and, and also, it lends itself to some very cute frames of Hotaru. I mean, yeah. like her, like her focus face, like, "Oh my god, finally, finally they're focusing, they're focusing on something of Hotaru that's not her boots." So, well, to be honest, I think even the. Um even the characters realize that as well because they say a line in that episode and they say, oh, she's much cuter when she's not talking. Yeah, you know, I, yeah I, I that's I felt really true. bad around that, that part of the sh episode because, like, Toe ended up making, like, another, like, possibly perfect one. He just trips and breaks and it. And he went, half. the thing is, he went for the most difficult one. Like, I know. the one that was going to give him the highest payout. He was ready to get, payout. like, 5,000 yen, I think. Yeah. I, I thought Hotaru made the most difficult one. How so? No, he he was actually gonna make the most difficult one. Yeah, no, they imply that he spent like an insane amount of time on it. And the thing is, and Kokonatsu says, "Oh, and you've won, you went for the top one." So that assumes that he made one of the most difficult ones. He was gonna get a lot of money for it, and pow, he just trips. He trips <laughs> right at the end, and it and it breaks in the stem. That's like yeah. the shittiest part for it to break in. I was like, "Shit, no!" Yeah, I felt really bad for him. He's like, I'm, I'm, he's like, I'm just gonna call it. It pained me when, when I saw that. It, it, it literally did. Yeah. Oh, like, it's like the perfect cut. That's like the, that's like the, that's like the thing itself, just giving you a giant middle finger and just cutting itself perfectly in half. So that's my favorite episode. I really don't have any more. I do have, um, I do have a list here of favorite moments, but I'm gonna limit myself to two. Of yeah, them. I have like a couple. I have like a couple more favorites, but that I'm not gonna. I think I don't want to go too far. I don't want like wants to drag. On my document, I have 10 points, so I'm not gonna go through all of those, but I'm gonna limit myself to two. But again, Summer Festival, this is my favorite episode, probably is the best episode, uh, the best Summer Festival episode that I've seen. But in favorite moments, there's this instance in episode four when Kokonatsu and Hotaru were running towards Cafe Endo that Kokonatsu left his uh, drawing notebook there. 
and seems oh. to mess it all up because hey, the focus of the girls are the boobs, and, and Kokonatsu doesn't they doesn't know how to draw boobs, so um, <laughs> nor did he want it in the first place. So anyway, he left the notebook on the cafe, and they were running towards the cafe. The episode itself didn't have, um, I think, the part where where Hotaru lands that she messes up all the uh, the 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 elderly can uh, can buy over there. Um, I suppose that if you are into cruel comedy you can find some enjoyment out of that but you know actually something i know i'm sorry tyson but something i noticed in that episode was that the candy was made by um was it made by glico glico yeah it was glico yeah the people that made um pocky so i was like i'm like because i did research on it like a while ago for one of my for one of my school projects on like the glico and the company so i found that really cool to see like a product from that they made in that show there the thing is uh glico they're they're very very like big company yeah they don't like, they don't just do pocky they do like i've done research on it. they've done so much stuff it's unbelievable anyway when there's a part in which they run through the beach and, and I'm like, whoever drew these backgrounds, they are so, so beautiful. I've just been marveled at how the beach was drawn, the painstakingly detail of it. And I'm like, this is beautiful. This is really beautiful. So I enjoyed that part, that part of the episode. I suppose I can say a comedic one in which I saw some, some value. In episode 5, where Coconuts' dad was making reviews for YouTube. And like, oh my god. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> it's like, yo, 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 I'm yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, I am yo, 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 I am yo. And I'm like, this is so fucking bad, it's good. This is the, this is the kind of humor that, that, I, that I saw in there. No, I like how I like how Kokonatsu just went all out on him after like after like making a video like that. He's like, he's like, what's your problem? Like, why are you like recording like this? Like, this isn't how you're supposed to do it. And he like goes into describe like all of these, like th these this history about like the candy he was talking about. I think it was on um, Baby Star Ramen. Um, let's see, it was Baby Star Ramen. Yes. Yeah, like they were, like and then like Kogunatsu just like gets all into it and he starts describing the whole history behind it, and then the video goes online and then he gets tons of views. Yeah, I think I think Hotaru wanted to see that because um, Kokonosu's dad reviews didn't do so well, but uh, but Kokonosu's one did superbly, and she and she like <laughs> I I did saw I did saw humor in that part. Um, <laughs> okay, one more moment, one more moment. Um, let's Tyson, see. you have much more like favorite moments than I thought you did. Okay, I, I'm, I'm gonna do this last one. In episode two, before Hotaru giving a lesson on uh, um, how Dagashi is marketed, she put some eyeglasses. I'm so fucking weak to the librarian look. This is this is one of the, this is one of the reasons why I like Bayonera. Here, here we, we're going full on Tyson mode now. Yeah, I I really don't have more to say than that. It's just it's just that. I mean the the Dagachi marketing lesson was interesting, but the but, but the favorite moment there is just when she puts on her glasses and I'm like, oh my god, Hotaru! So you your favorite moment is effectively a fetish. Exactly. That's what you're saying. Exactly. Okay, fair enough. Exactly. Like I said, I have much more, but I'm gonna I'm gonna limit myself to these three. So next up, characters. What do you guys think about the the, the cast of the show? And let's talk about and, and let's start by Kokonatsu. Can I actually start with this? Because this is something I want to talk about. There are only five characters in the show. I 
don't know, it felt like it felt like family. Like the show felt very I feel like I was at like right at home when I was watching it because you only they had the small cast of characters but they all interacted in this way where like they kinda like all knew each other very well and like it just felt like one big family just having fun and doing random things. Yeah, it's part of the of the feel good nature that at least I described during the story of one of the pros of of the show itself. Yeah, it just makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. So, Kokonatsu, what do you have to say about Ninja? Kokonatsu? Um, hmm. I don't know. He's he's really like I've I've haven't seen. This isn't the first time I've seen a character like him. Like I see him like. It's like, well, first he starts off, as, like, he's like that kind of, like, anim like main protagonist, has a main protagonist trope where it's like, he's kind of calm and, like, he's reserved, and, like, he doesn't like looking at anything, like, very, like, very kinky or sketchy or something like that, and then, and then, like, it, like deep inside, he kind of has that small perverted nature, and, like, that desire to be, like, a man. Yeah, on the, on the later episodes, this is, this is very prevalent. Yeah. So, like, that's kind of how I saw Kogunatsu. Like, he was, for, for like, as far as, like, random, like, like main protagonist tropes go, he's, he was alright. Like, there's not much else to say. He wasn't, like, he didn't stand out much. Bish? Um, I have a lot to say about Kogunatsu. I like him as a character. Um, I find that at times, at, towards the beginning, he was quite stubborn. You know, he was like, no, I'm not going to take over my dad's company, man. And then throughout the uh, animation, you actually see him kind of grow, and he's kind of settling in. He's he's talking more about the Gashi, whereas in the beginning he wouldn't as much, which I like. I like seeing him grow. Um, but my main issue with Kokonatsu is his character design. Like to me, he looks like a dank Kirito. He looks like he's a Kirito. Dank. Yeah, no man, I don't. You know Kirito from a uh, Soda Online. He looks pretty similar to him. He has sim similar hairstyle, but his eyes, his pupils are so like he dilated. looks so lost all the time. He looks lo he looks dopey. Like he looks like he's been smoking a lot of weed. That's what he looks like. <laughs> wow. Do you know what I mean? Wow. Even his character design, like, uh, I, I'm not going to go with stereotypes here, but he, he wearing baggy clothes and things like that, but he just looks so lost all the time and his eyes are just so weird. To be honest, that's why I kind of think of him as the dank Kirito. I don't really <laughs> like his character design and his voice doesn't suit his, his look. Like, do you know what I mean? At least not in Japanese. I think in English it was a better job, like oh, in terms uh, of his voice. Oh, did you, did you manage to listen to the dub? Uh, because uh... yeah, I managed to listen to the dub. The reason I listened to the dub was because I was really upset about the translation in the uh, in some episodes. So I decided to rewatch them in English. Okay. And yeah, and fun fact: the guy that voices um, Kokonatsu in English, Todd Habercorn, is the voice. Todd Habercorn is. Um, yeah, he's he's the voice of Haruka Nanase from Free. So Tyson, just saying. The only notable characteristic that Bish can think of. <laughs> no, because because Todd Habercorn has more popular roles. Like for instance, Natsu in, Fa in Fairy Tale. He's the main. He basically voices the main character of uh, of uh, of Fairy Tale. But yeah, but yeah, Todd Habercorn did uh, Kokonatsu in the English dub. I haven't listened to the English dub, but. Well, I did listen to one episode, and while the performance was okay, I had my issues with the script, like how they introduced stuff, and I'm like, oh my god, no, no. Mm. Another thing, 
um, with the script, I just want to talk about it very briefly, is the um, how they handle different accents. Like, this is something in games and in anime a lot, when they want to do a Kansai accent, and they try and bring that into English, for some reason, it's like they have to go with like a southern accent or something like that, or like a completely different American accent, and you just... I don't really, I don't know how it works. Like, how can you expect someone to have, to say that they're from Osaka and then come out with a southern accent? It does not make any sense. By the way, that, that Osaka thing that Hotaru mentioned, that was a joke. She, she isn't from Osaka. Yeah, I understand. I know it was a joke, but what I'm saying is that when it was done in the English dub, it was poorly done because for some reason they decided to give her a, like a southern bell accent. Like something from south of America, or south of the United States of America, and it just didn't fit. But I, I've noticed that's a trend in anime and games. They tend to give them like the weirdest accent possible when they want to portray a Kansai accent. But I think they go with a staple more so that um, I don't know. I it... think it could have been done better because um, I believe in in Persona Arena. I know this is a game, but. Um, I guess she has... Oh, Labrys. Do you want to talk about Labrys? Labrys. She has, I think, she's from, like, New Jersey or something. And she's supposed... In the Japanese dub, she has a Kansai accent. I think that worked really well. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know why the why they have to go with the southern accents. Or, like, a Texan accent. Possibly because... Funimation is in Texas. Funimation is in Texas. But <laughs> maybe... <laughs> It's possibly because of that, but I don't. I, I won't venture on making comments on the voice acting because I haven't seen the dub. And even for me, talking about voice acting can sometimes be sort of a landmine because I don't really follow that Seiju uh, field to see if, hey, if I didn't like this character, who would I think voice it would have voiced it better? So I'm I'm really not getting into that minefield. As for my feelings on Kokonatsu, I have to say. I enjoyed the, the the part in which uh, people just uh, when he was annoyed that he was being called coconuts instead of coconutsu, and it's a, uh-huh. a, 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 and it's a pun on his name because coconutsu is spelled how it's spelled and coconuts in Japanese, which is spelled very similar to his name, but instead of an O of the third O, you replace it with an A. So, coconutsu. With an A, it would be it would mean coconuts, and at the beginning he it, he he felt very annoyed and I don't know that kind of cruel humor um, appealed to me for 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 some reason. Um, I'm indifferent towards coconuts. I neither like him nor hate him. So he's just there. Yeah, I think it's a byproduct of the setting as well. I mean, this is a this is a rural town. And I don't have any hopes of the uh, of the local characters being as interesting. I think. Um, any comments on the father, Joe Shikata? Oh my god, that guy! He is best girl of the Samurai. <laughs> this. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna stick with that. This guy is like my favorite character. He's just too funny. Like without him, I think this anime I would have dropped it ages ago. <laughs> he brings the comedy. He just he's dopey at times, and you know his son has to kind of correct him. But I like that, especially in the episode of the um, of the festival when he's having this argument with the other woman. I found that absolutely hilarious. Like this guy does not stop to just make me laugh if you try to stop me one more time i will stop sharing my baby star rum 
Oh uh, yeah, because it's an ingredient she needs for um, for, for for one of her products. I don't remember the name now. Another thing is uh, there was that one episode when he was like the lifeguard. Um, and he, epi- he done episode three. Episode three. That that was. That was fucking hilarious. I love that. That's that's when I started to love him. I was like, this guy. He. They should just make a spin-off anime about him. Maybe a couple <laughs> of OVAs just about him. Because he's just so good. Joe, you and I won't be against that. We what? We what? Uh, Joe, what do you have to say on, on Joe? Basically, bitch said. Except I, I, I never thought of him as a best girl, but now I'm starting to consider it. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> I, if I am, I don't know. At points, Joe annoyed me more than what, than what I like him. Especially the part in which um, it's always Kokonotsu, the one that uh, that corrects him and reminds him of how much of a fool he is. I remember in, I think it was around, like, the end, I think it was around, I think it was episode 10, episode 11, when, like, there, when, um, Kokonatsu, Hotaru, and Sai are just hiding in a box. Probably episode 11. Yeah, and then, and then they're kind of just sitting, sitting around, and they see, then they see Yo, like, they see Yoshi just (laughs) eating, (laughs) eating that, like, powdered candy, like, the kind of Coke-sized powdered candy. Yeah. I found that funny because he was just eating, kept eating. He wouldn't stop. They even made a gag of that on episode five, like in which, um, hey, we carry bottle Ramune, but I have never seen it in the store. Of course, because Joe eats it all. I, <laughs> I just find it funny. He just hoards everything. And then he's about to read, he's about to read Kogunatsu's manga. All the time. And then like, and then. Kogunos just jumps out of the box. He's like, what are you doing with my manga? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, I remember that part. But anyway, Joe seems to annoy me more than what, than what I like. And even to um, just about the end of Dakashikashi, I thought to myself, if I think of Joe as the male equivalent of Hotaru, I, kinda, I can kind of pinpoint out why he annoys me so much. And also, one thing that is constantly mentioned about Yo that I didn't quite get, even when I finished watching Dagachikashi, is that he's famous. And I'm like, famous for what? Even when, even through this whole episode... Well, famous for his candy shop. Because the candy shop wasn't, like, going out of business. He was still, like, like he was running it, it was going nice and well. And people still kept coming to the store. I think it's the fact that, as obviously you mentioned, Joe, that he's famous for his candy shop, but I also think potentially it could be from before. Like, it's kind of like if you are some sort of um, pro, not pro wrestler, but we'll use that example because that's the first thing that came into my mind. If you are some like pro wrestler from days of old, you know, people are going to know you as a legend. And I think in this industry, they know him as a legend, hmm. potentially. Oh, you mean like he kind of had like a past where he was a. Uh... Yeah, was, like, like a past big. where he was like some sort of uh, Dagashi uh, pimp or something like that. We don't Dagashi know. Pimp. Dagashi oh pimp. Just, wow. He's just flashing those ring pops. Wow. Well, <laughs> they did establish that the Shikata, uh, the Shikata Dagashi was established for over eight generations. I think Joe is the eighth and Kokonosu will be the ninth. Or did I got the other way around? Uh, Joe is the ninth and Kokonosu will be the tenth. I really don't know. But anyway, 
That's... Well, the point is like Koganatsu is like planned to be the next of next of kin. Yeah, if Joe has his way, but apparently, but apparently it won't. Anyway, let's go into the oddball of this group, Hotaru. What do you guys have to say about her? May I speak about Hotaru first? Because I really want to get this off my chest. Um, chest. Oh, your chest, huh? Chest. Oh, <laughs> no pun intended, I promise. Um, I find her very annoying as a character. She's... I don't know how to explain this. Her character design is fine. I have not, nothing against it. The one thing I do is that how she's used in this animation. I understand she is a very sexy character. But at the same time, I think her sexiness is overused. You know, we see her, like, panty shot, like, really, did we need that? No. Um, those moments where she was eating this massive kind of, like, pink umaibo, it looked like a scene from a hentai. Yes! Also, same thing yes. with, um, with the boob ice cream, how it exploded. It legit looked like another scene from a hentai, and that makes me ve very uncomfortable, because usually I'm watching these things on in public places, like in, on a train, on a bus... And when you see scenes like that, it, it's really like disturbing, I think. It, it was too much for me. Um, and I felt that this character didn't need to be over-sexualized in this sense. I would understand if it happened once, but it's kind of like a consistent theme throughout this anime. Which is why I, I feel like she's a punching bag for like boob jokes and, and for like over-sexualization. And I think she doesn't need that right. to be a... Uh, a good character i think i don't know that's it kind of tainted the character for me I'm not saying she's a bad character i'm just saying too much of that not good for me it's how the show treats this character that you have an issue with mm -hmm. and they get and trust me i do i do as well joe okay so i aside i kind of agree with bish and like the whole points where it's like i don't think this like the sexiness was needed they could have just kept their character design as it was and kind of just like not paid it too much mind <laughs> Like not like made, like objectified her in some way, but I here's the thing I love characters with personalities like Otaru. Like I love like specific especially with like females, whereas like, you have like that really upbeat female that's doing like absolutely everything. Like she's always smiling and like she like just gives she doesn't give a single shit. That's those are characters I love. It's like yeah I love characters with that personality, which is why like aside from like the sexiness I love Otaru. Like she's like one of my, she's probably one of my favorite, my favorites out of the group. As for Hotaru, basically, bitch took the words right out of my mouth in regards to her objectification and uh, how she's used as a, basically as the as the vector of the fan service of this show. But I do recognize the importance of Hotaru in the story. Like she's the eccentric, she's the oddball. If Hotaru wasn't around, Dagashikashi wouldn't it would not have worked like at all yeah she's like the candy enthusiast she knows everything about it yeah but but it's one thing to be a candy enthusiast but the way that is portrayed as her it makes sense because it's distressing it's like it it shakes you to the core like for instance i've been i've been mentioning that that if the story didn't have a character like hotaru this dakashikashi wouldn't have worked like at all it's already boring enough when her gags are overused. I don't like how they objectify her, but I recognize her value in the story. Her eyes are really weird. I usually thought of Nagato from uh, from Naruto. Like, the way that her eyes are drawn is like, does this woman have a Renegon that she can read onto the mind of others? 
I'm sorry, Naruto fans, if I did, if I mentioned the wrong power that the Rinnegan has. But anyway, what I like about her was the, and I also like this about Saya, is how often she switched outfits. It's like, okay, so the, so there's this particular outfit that she's always wearing that she's known of, and of course it's Gothic Lolita. That's that's the theme. But throughout the episode, she's um, she has like a wardrobe of clothing, and they make very good use of that throughout the episodes. I like that about her. But on the but on the rest. I usually like Hotaru when she was shot, when, it, when she had her mouth shot, and unfortunately that was only during the summer festival. Right. Let's see. Um, Saiya next, or...? Yeah, yeah it's, it's Saiya next. Well, um... well I, wanna, I actually do want to talk about Saya. You start, Joe. Okay, like, as much as I love Hotaru, I, like, as much as I love her personality, I'm gonna have to say Saya is my best girl of the show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because... There's a lot of things to like about her. Like it's like I like her interaction with like Koganatsu and like how they kind of like they kind of like a past. Like they kind of they used to, like they grew up together as children. They grew up loving candy, and like I kind of like how she like interacts the different like the different scenarios like with the ghost stories where she's really scared. Like Kotaru like <laughs> interacting with Koganatsu, and the best part, her skill with games. Oh. My. God. That blew my mind, dude. When I started playing with, uh, Kendama, I was just... I was like, how are you doing this? Like, how are you so good at this? It's like, she hasn't played this, this stuff, besides, um, Kendama, she hasn't played any of this stuff before. And she no, she has played Kendama because her... No, 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 that's what I said. That's what I said, besides Kendama, okay. she hasn't played anything else before. Well, she has played, um, what was this card game that they were playing where there was lots of cards on the floor and then you had to flip over. Well, I th I'm pretty sure that was her first time playing it. It was her first time, but she was tremendously good at it. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, she didn't know how to play these games and she still did, she did spectacularly. Mm-hmm. Bish? Well, I have to agree with Joe here. And I know Kevin's going to be listening and he's he's going to be like, well, man, no one agrees with me about Hotaru being best girl. But <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Kevin. What I like about Saya is that um, she's kind of, she, she's the girl next door. That's basically what she is. And that's one reason I like her as, you know, as a character. She's very varied, mainly because she's Sundere. And you've, you've, you kind of notice that there are times when she's angry and there's times when, you know, she's soft and sweet on the inside. I actually feel weird about calling her the Sunray because sometimes she kind of makes it, like, because the Sunray implies that she's kind of like, she's trying to make it sound like she doesn't love him. And even though that happens, like, quite a few yeah, times, but no, there but that's are also how times... Sundere, that's how Sundere are. They're, they're hard on the outside and soft on the inside, so... Oh, bitch, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm just saying, like, even though there are times where, like, she's, like, trying to deny her love for Kokunatsu, she's also kind of, like, making it obvious. So, like, I'm kind of like, she's kind of like both. Like, kind of like a reverse to Sundere, no, but, that's, but mostly but that's, to Sundere. You've just defined as someone that's Sundere. Mm -hmm. That's exactly how they are. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I, so, thought, I, thought just, I thought to Sundere just implied that they were, they did denied love. No, no, that's not it. It's it's more like they would deny love, but then there are moments where they show their love and then they'll be like oh no 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 I didn't mean that that kind of stuff and you see that with Saya a lot oh. especially towards the beginning when she was in the cafe and they mentioned Kokonatsu she's 
often like that. Yeah, that makes Even more within, sense, especially in the doctor's part. This doctor yeah, scene. especially in the doctor's part and, and the flashbacks and other kind of episodes where she has interactions with uh, Kokonatsu, especially as you mentioned in the doctor's part, when the, the hand, they were she realized that they were holding hands and things like that, she just got embarrassed and that tends to happen with Tsundere characters a lot. Another thing is I really love her character design. I really, really do. Hairstyle is great. I like the bangs on the hairstyle. I like the um, the signature clips that she has because she, she had it when she was a child and obviously when she grew up and had longer hair, she still kept them. Yeah, I like that. I also had to agree with Bish on that. She's probably out of the jarring art design that this show has. I think I like Saya's the best. I also agree with Best Girl, uh, with Best Girl designation for Saya. Also, I want to mention something something else that I like on girls. Carilish earrings. Saya has them. Oh yeah, those yes. look great. I also need to mention she has the thing. She has what? She, she has the little like mini thing. Oh, yeah, she, she has, has like a snaggletooth. Yeah, this this snaggletooth. Like I love. Like that's like my weakness in characters. You know who else has that? Her brother. Her brother has the snaggletooth, but he also has shark teeth, like Ring from Free. Oh, we have... This is... Wait, Tyson, can I stop right there? What? This was going to be our only episode where we didn't mention Free. You already mentioned Free in the beginning, so you have yeah, already lost. Re we already mentioned Free, dude. I We're forgot kind of about that. You could have just taken that out, Tyson, <laughs> but because you said it, you mentioned Rin. You know, can we just agree that there won't be an episode that we don't talk about free? That's just gonna be law now. We have to have to go and do that. Dude, our podcast recently got a redesign, and our logo is a Nagi Shroom. We are always gonna well, be yeah. linked with free. You know, free. Anyway, um, you were saying? Okay, so she has a snaggle tooth, and um, I I love her car cartilage earrings, and I don't know. I have a tendency to, uh, at least in romance, whether it's implied or not, I tend to root for the for for the girl next door. I don't know. I ca I can't bring myself to uh, to cheer for the outsider, at least when it comes to romance. There there is one thing that I want to mention about the uh, the Sundera aspect of Saya. Um, I think after watching so so much Nisekoi and so many shows that have a Sundera character, where they just whack the uh, the main character out of spite, or or even something that would reflect that she that she liking or or nothing, I find that Saya, when she got her Sundera vibes, like they like. Not Sundere vibes, but like she was on the on her totally soon side of uh, of the Sundere. She didn't hit Kokonatsu like at all, and I find and I find that like awfully refreshing. I don't know. I think because of that, I find her to be a good Sundere character, honestly. Just because she doesn't hit Kokonatsu when she has like her jealous vibes or anything. Mm, I agree. I completely agree with that. Also, Joe. While Joe has already mentioned that she's very good with games i have a little note here that she has exceptional luck this was shown in episodes like episode 11 in which oh with how she wants how she kept winning the cola gum the cola gum she, but she has like this exceptional luck and i i don't know i think that part was put in there to contrast hotaru's awful luck i don't know maybe right maybe wrong all right, so let's talk about the pervert older brother, Toe. Oh, I 
you know I like him. Toe the bro. You know that's what he yeah, is. Yeah, I, I like. I can't hate him. There's you, like you nothing... can't hate him. He's 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 just the bro character. He's no, because there. he's also smart. Like he isn't like just this dumb mindless character that just like this is comedic. This is the comedic tool. Like he actually does stuff, especially in like one of the episodes when like Hotaru needs help, and then he's kind of like, he kind of like advising her like what to do and stuff. Yeah, but that's not a defining part of his character, and that's what I found. That, I know, I'm just like an example. Yeah, but it, there's only like two instances in which he actively helps someone else, whether it's Kotak, eh, Kokonatsu or Hotaru. Like, it's not something that defines his character. Like, he's always seeking out to help others and whatnot. But I'm sorry. You know what? He. The way. The easiest way to describe him is that imagine Joe in anime form and you get Toe. That's just. When I saw him, I was like, oh, this guy is Joe, man. You know, yeah. I don't know. If he, he has that bro vibe with him. Are you, are you saying I'm Toe? Yeah, I'm saying. I'm, I'm calling you out. I'm saying, yeah, you kind of remind me of Toe. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I don't know if Joe has an, a, a, has an older sister that would punch him a, whenever he got to pervert. Well, I mean, I have a younger sister that does the same thing. Joe, to be honest, if, if I was there next to you, I would punch you. But <laughs> for anything, just randomly. I'd be like, hey, Joe, what's up? Bam. <laughs> oh, wow. Just because I can. I don't know how I feel about Toe constantly wearing sunglasses. I don't, I don't know. His sunglasses broke in one episode. I do remember that. I think it was in the yeah. You only see his eyes like once though. Sure shit. You see him several times. I have a I have on my nose. Um, you sure it you know, I wouldn't be surprised if his sunglasses were a part of his skin. Wow. No, I don't think they are because he does take them off. <laughs> he never takes them off. No, I wouldn't say so because on the episode that um, when they were playing marbles, uh, well the game that was similar to marbles, um, his his sunglasses broke. Oh yeah, so yeah, one of them. He wouldn't be attached to his skin. Just a uh, just myth that busting that. Same. Also, he's like if he's like the um he's like if he's like Shu in the in the part that he's indifferent to everything, except just being a pervert. I don't know why I don't know if I like that part about him to be honest. Yeah, but you always need that balance. You know, I, I mentioned I mentioned that uh that he's kind of like this show Shu. I take that back because he's nothing like Shu. Really. <laughs> It's not, I don't, I don't, because like shoe, like shoe is kind of like, like, like he kind of smiles. He's just like an idiot. <laughs> it's like I, I, I kind of liked shoe for what he was, but like I didn't, but like I didn't like his like overall. He was like kind of really like mediocre at best. But like with with toe, he's just awesome. Like it's like I'd want him to, like I'd want to be his friend. Awesome. Now. Let's just kind of breeze through a bit through this. Do you have ships on the show? Any any character who would you ship? To be honest, this isn't a show that I would ship anyone because there isn't much of a romance theme going on. Yeah, there there aren't many characters to actually ship. I actually have one that was constantly like reminded on the show, and wow. Why do I feel like I know what this is? Yeah, same. But before you you mentioned the ship, mm -hmm. to be to be honest, like for me. This anime doesn't give you the opportunity to ship. First being is that the lack of characters to ship. You have five characters in this anime. It makes it very, very difficult to ship people. Second of all, there's only one set of characters that have a glimpse of some sort of romantic interest or relationship in. 
So the anime forces you into shipping. So that's why I think, for me, I'm not going to be shipping on this anime. Tyson? No, but um, my case, I find that... It, I find the possibility of shipping Saya and Hotaru. I, I, think, I knew that was what you were going to say. I think it was exemplified on the... Um, there was this one preview. I don't know if you guys saw it the episodes all the way to the last one in which um hotaru starts saying um scary stories to saya and saya in character gets very scared and i think saya says please hold me hotaru and hotaru was like this um this scared mode oh timon like okay i'm shipping this too i'm shipping this too it may be a stupid reason, but it is my reason, damn, damn it. Damn it, Tyson. <laughs> oh, Timo! Damn it, Tyson. <laughs> anyway, okay, so we don't have ships. Uh, we kind of already established uh, least and favorite characters during the dissertation of the characters. Let's move on into audiovisual. Any comments on the animation or the audio side of things? Audio-wise, it was... Dude, it had weird choices for audio. Like I liked, I liked the intro and I liked the outro music, like with with me liking the intro music a little more than the outro. But like the choice, like f like the scene music, felt really weird. I don't know how to describe it. Like the choice is kind of like, like not weird and like it, I don't know why they chose this. Is weird. Like it's just strange, straight up strange. Yeah, I have to agree with that. Um, for me, the music wasn't that appealing it was very much like with a lot of slice of life anime it's not something that i would go out and buy the soundtrack to because it wasn't really effective it was just background music it was there and i agree with you joe that sometimes there was odd choice for certain background uh, for certain background music um i can't remember the instance of it but i do agree with you on that the only thing i would like to say and thing i actually enjoyed was the opening for this anime that's the only thing in terms of music I like because it was so catchy and it had that uh, saxophone and it was just like great because I'm a big fan of jazz and that kind of stuff. Well, so it was, it was a, great I was a for big me. fan of EDM. Like I had, to, I really enjoyed the outro. Oh, was it? I wasn't a fan of the outro. It was just like, oh, I just want to skip it because it was just. You know, like after listening to it, I kind of like found myself humming it. I don't know why. Hey, Calori Queen. Well, it's not, even the, it's not even the lyrics, I just found myself humming the beats, like... Now that we're talking about intro and outros, what do you think about the animation of those? Because it was incomplete. It was incomplete for the first two episodes, and then from the third episode onwards were the actual thing. Yeah, because that's kind of when they established like the relationship between Hotaru and Saya. No, 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 no. It was actually incomplete. It was actually incomplete. If you watch the first OP, also, also the ending was incomplete. Well, the end. Well, the ending for the first two episodes, like, I, because I feel like the f the big relationship established between like Hotaru and at that point Master Saya, I think. Like it's like that's when they kind of like put it in because you can't really like throw in that that outro without establishing that relationship first, in my opinion. I have a guess regarding that, and I'm gonna take it into real life because Feel is a very small studio. They uh, on their website they list that they have 30 employees. 
Um, I don't know if that counts the managerial staff or, or, or so, but if anything, Feel is the kind of studio that has to outsource a lot of their work. I don't know if the OP and the ED was done in-house, but in the case that they outsourced that, I think they were waiting until the until that sequence was done before they put it in. And apparently it's a field thing because it also happened in Oregairo season two. Apparently this is a field thing. But Essentially. It, but, but, but it was really jarring that it, um, I can understand the different OP in the in, in the in the first episode, but on the second episode, even if you even if you watch all the way through, there were some elements from the um, from what would be the final OP, which makes me think that it was done in house. But there were still scenes that that weren't done. I'm like, oh my god, this this it's, it's, it was really jarring to watch. To be honest, I haven't seen an anime like that before because the first OP was like, okay, they're they're um, silhouettes from the mid cards, um, just span, uh, 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 being panned slowly through the screen and switching like every so often and even and, and even the even the final frame that you see is just it's just key art from the promo from the promotion and, and i'm like uh feel what are you doing here then i started to research and i started to see people like oh this is a feel thing they they, they usually do that before they get the actual fi final op and the and the ed all right Although I did, I did like the ED, like the uh, how it's theme after Alice in Wonderland. I know it was so adorable. Then you see, then you see like Hotaru as Cheshire, and then he's just, then you see um, Saya as Alice. Uh, um, Hotaru is many things um, like, on that ED. She, uh, she's the queen. She's the Cheshire cat. She's the rabbit. Yeah. She's like the flowers. She's pretty much everything uh, on that. And the and the only consistent uh, appearance is uh, Saya as Alice. Um. I didn't see the relation between their current experience with, um, with the story of Dakashikashi and the kind of yeah. Link I think it. that was just good fun. <laughs> I, I, I think so. Or any, or if anything, they want to link um, Hotaru's um, eccentric personality into the ED, which, if I think of it that way, it makes sense. But hmm. I, but, but I don't see the direct link of where M I can. May see I interject there? I, I think. Maybe this might be a stretch, but if you've ever read the book Alice in Wonderland, she often eats a lot of things or drinks some certain things that make give her abilities, you know, like increase in size and things like that. So it might be a link in that, but saying that, that might be a very stretched link, and I don't think many people would get that link if it was indeed what they were going for. Well, cause when I noticed it when like when they saw like the, all the Hotaru flowers because like she was like smaller than the flowers, so I'm like, oh, she drank like the the drink that made her small. Probably so, really. I kind of have to agree with Joe here that the pro the the Alice in Wonderland link it was probably done for fun, or if anything, and I maybe stretch here is that they want to link Hotaru's eccentric personality with something, and probably um, Alice in Wonderland was the best fit. What do you guys think of the voice acting? As I mentioned before, I think certain characters in English were <clears throat> better voiced. They were better suited to the characters. Um, although I did have an issue with the more so the script. That was, as I was saying, uh, yeah. Bish, you're getting arrested. 
You're totally getting arrested. I'm getting. Do you know why I'm getting arrested? Because I was about to talk shit about Funimation, <laughs> and they sent, they sent the pigs against me. <laughs> no, dude, if you, saw, if you saw my earlier message, I told you I sent the FBI down your path. Oh, so yeah, damn! They so. they were fast. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 dude, I have connections. So I'm, I'm just gonna get swatted. Mid, I told mid you, I told you, if you were if you were post more Hotaru pics in the um, Skype chat, I was gonna send the FBI down your way because of how how much you're giving me cancer. Oh, Bish, before you continue, it's just that I didn't manage to make uh, a comment on the uh, on the soundtrack, on the on the musical score. I find myself disagreeing with you both because, for some reason, I find it strangely fitting. No, I didn't say it was strange as, like like I said before, I didn't say strange as in, like, why did they decide to choose this? I said strange as in, like, the music was literally strange. Like, like I, did, I didn't say anything about how it fit or not. Like, if it, were, if it comes to that, like, I think it actually does fit. It's just weird music. For me, it sounded like real countryside music for me. And again, this is not something that I would buy a soundtrack for, but I, but I found myself like, okay, so the themes from the countryside when Hotaru is not present, they were very pleasant to listen to. Um, possibly because um, it, has a, it has a high usage of, of flutes. And I find that instrument pleasing to listen to. It's probably probably part of the reason why I was also drawn to Haruchika but 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 when Hotaru starts to show um, it's when her eccentric personality starts to show in the score as well some of the tunes sounded like that and I'm like okay okay this is eccentric <laughs> music as well so so I find the link between music and the and the setting here rather interesting it's not. It's not something. It's not something that I. Uh, that again, I, I. I. love to death, but it's a bit more than saying it does the job. So in a way, it's a kind of um, what would you call it? Compliment in a way. Sorry to mess up your dessert. Oh no, it's fine. It's Continue fine. Continue with the voice acting. Yeah, with the voice acting, I didn't really have an issue with the voice acting themselves. I just have an issue with more so the script. The script in English just made no sense at times, as you mentioned. Certain segments just didn't work well together, certain introductions of certain things, and also the whole Kansai accent thing that really, really annoyed me, as well as the subtitling. And I watched this on Daisuke, so they use all the stuff from Daisuke? Funimation. Yeah, it was on Daisuke. No way. Because I, I was worried that I wasn't going to be able to watch the show because by that time, Funimation now didn't exist. So I was really, really worried that I wasn't going to be able to watch this. Um, but obviously they took all the kind of subtitling from Funimation. Yeah, so it was very... Certain bits, as I mentioned, like the, the episode with the uh, with the shit candy. That, that was just poorly done, I'll be honest with you. And that, in a way, that's also my gripes and grumbles out of the way. Um, but that was something in terms of the um, of the voice acting. It wasn't bad. But at the same time, I think the English was better. Joe? Uh, the voice acting was pretty good. Like, it wasn't, like... It isn't something... I think besides Hotaru, I wouldn't say it's something that I'd, like... Besides Hotaru, I don't say there's much that stands out. But, because, like I said, I like... Like, I really like um, characters or, like, females in general with, like, that huge upbeat personality. And, like, I feel like her voice really matched that and made it, like, made it so much better. Which is why I really like her voice. Everyone else is like, it was good, but it wasn't like something that that's, stands out like so much. 
I think the only comment I have on the voice acting is that it's fitting. Like for instance, the voice actor for Toe really came as an indifferent, it really came as indifferent. Kokonatsu fe, um, came across as endearing, pissed off. Like the voice actor did, they did a good job. Um, Jose Hotaru. Yeah, like besides what I said, like the the voices were still good. Like they all fit the characters well, and like I think the voice actors deserve pat on the back. So that's pretty much the major comment I had to make on, on voice acting. It fits. Like I I couldn't see these characters being voiced by someone else, like at all. All right, so mm, we don't really have to talk about sound design. Let's talk about animation. Animation itself. Studio Field did the Studio Field did a really good job with the animation, in my opinion. Like it looks very beautiful. Bish, any thoughts? Oh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm this actually I need to make I need to point this out. Okay. Did you notice in like at least for the designs for Hotaru and Saya, like if you look in their hair, they kind of have like bubbles. Bubbles. Um. I don't know how to describe it, but like they kind of like if you if you look at the character designs, like how they how they're they move around the show they kind of have like this shining like it's supposed to be the light effect on their hair that kind of looks like little bubbles mm -hmm. yeah that's something i like it was a nice touch it's pretty much pressing on making all characters but <laughs> and the eyes oh the eyes were definitely something that stood out but i kind of liked it actually it was very funny to see yeah i don't really um don't really agree with that but let's hear what bish had to say the <sighs> Animation style, I don't know what to think of it, to be honest. It's quite nice, it's very colourful, I enjoyed that, because uh, we tend not to see that in anime. As you mentioned, there's also the the backgrounds. Some of the backgrounds are incredible, but I'm not sure if that, they were done by Studio Feel or if they were done, if they were outsourced. But nevertheless, those backgrounds were just beautiful, especially the beach ones and... Even the the background where the where the store is set, it's just quite peaceful, and I like that. But other than that, I don't know anything else to say on the animation style. Other than this, certain animations were just too too aggressive, especially the the hentai ones. Let's say, especially those ones. The the one who got assigned the hentai gods. Um, okay, so in the animation and art style. Um, I'm not sure I agree with uh, with the whole it looks great. Um, I mean, it's not awful. It's something watchable, but... I mean, I because I really like cel-shaded designs. Like, it's kind of like a me thing. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not awful. Like, it's watchable. It's, it, it, this isn't the ugliest anime that I've seen, nor, I, nor I'm trying to call it so. But I have seen so much better stuff. And even... Uh, Studio Feel's ex-employer, which is which Studio Feel is mostly made of ex-Pierrot staff, uh, Studio Pierrot known for making Naruto, for instance. I have seen better animation work from them than what I've seen in 12 episodes with Studio Feel, and probably the and probably the, the better-looking parts of Dagashikashi were probably outsourced. Most, most likely. Although these are a lot of uh, smaller studios, uh, which reputations I, I really don't know. I even went as far as to make a note. I'm saying, if Studio Feel was when Studio Feel was founded, was it mostly funded by in betweeners of Studio Pierrot? And it, and it may sound like an insult, which um, because the natural progression of things is that in betweeners graduate into key animation. 
but I don't, but I don't know. It didn't feel as smooth and as uh, pleasable to watch as even some and even some of Studio Piero's previous work because I'm pretty sure that most of the guys that work at Studio Field today probably work on the first Naruto. And I mean that it, that look it, that looked better than than Bagashikashi, to be honest. Hmm. Fair enough. Okay, so Bishop already mentioned that, but um, but Joe, what are your gripes and grumbles of the show? If you have any, I I have I only have one major gripe and grumble. It's the the end of the show. The show, in my opinion, did not have any closure. Because I feel like um, around the end, like the at the end, like we're we're still undecided. It's like we're kind of like it's like he still hasn't decided if he wants to be a manga artist or if he wants to run run the shop. And they made it such a big deal. I thought they were gonna like, oh, is the end of the show gonna be like the big choice? Like, is it gonna end like this? But no, it ends with him going on a trip with Hotaru. It's on. It's I just really did not like that. It was very bad. You should like if you if you're gonna lead up into if you're gonna build something up like that you have to give it closure like you can't just like let leave it hanging for like the viewers to decide. They were probably setting the framework for a second season if one gets greenlit. Bish, for the benefit of the audience, would you mind restating what were your gripes and grumbles about Takashikashi? Well, my gripes and grumbles, one of them being the the script in English was and obviously subtitling wasn't that good but that's not really a fault of the animation itself that's more a fault of the licenses and things like that and the people that deal with that Funimation if you're listening um, another another kind of gripe and grumble was the over sexualization of Hotaro that's that's one thing because you know we don't really need scenes that look like they've come straight out of a hentai to be honest but that's just for me As for gripes and grumbles, I felt that the story moved at a slow pace. Like, I, re I really don't know how to put it, and people would probably contest me on this because it just plays through ch uh, manga episodes, but primarily as an anime watcher, I think that it flow very slowly, probably more slowly than what is appropriate for this kind of setting and, and type of show. Um, so that's one gripe. Um, I don't know if this qualifies as a gripe, but more of an annoyance. It's mostly all the product placement for stuff that I can't buy. So, if anything, so if anything, I'm, I'm oh, faced oh, with this situation. Sorry, Tyson, hmm? um, you mentioned for stuff that you can't buy, but you know, if you go to www.japancrate.com and type <laughs> in kunai at checkout, you save yourself $3. Oh my god. Nice tie-in. <laughs> nice segue. <Nah. laughs> nice segue. But like I don't wanna I you I don't wanna say that's a gripe because for, well first of all it was originally aired in Japan and like it's convenient enough that we have it brought over here in English. So like it's kinda like this still it's a still a Japanese animation meant for Japanese viewers. Yeah, but it's um but but I found myself Ask a but like for instance, I cannot just walk into the local supermarket and just buy Japanese candy. So yeah, but like, but like, it's the same time that they can't make that argument as in like an American viewer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it, so so that's why um, I put it in gripes, but it's more of an of an annoyance for me because I see I see all this candy that just makes me oh I want to taste it, but hey, I live in America, so I can't so I cannot taste it. Um, I already 
uh, fan service, but I'm an open book in, re in regards to that. Um, I mentioned this briefly when I was making my dissertation in the story, but but I'm really gripey about how this story is not cohesive at all. Like, I think that story that the story is being self-contained in Dagashikashi actually does the show a disservice. It feels like they were playing for a long-running show, but had it had only the budget for 12 episodes. That's the, that's what it felt to me, honestly. With the grabs out of the way now, second season, would you recommend it or would you want one? Joe? For its own good, I think it does need a second season because, like I said, my biggest gripe and like probably my biggest con of the show, it did not end with closure. You can't just put a show off like that unless you're planning a second season. Bish? I completely disagree with you, Joe. I think, to be honest, this is an anime where I would not want to see a second season because it's going to be the same. It's just going to be the same. We're going to see the same sort of explanations of maybe new suites and things like that. I understand that there is a story, but you're going to have to change the animation. Well, you're going to have to change the structure of this anime. Well, you to kind go of for an anime that. original. Potentially, they could do that. But I think at the same time, it's going to be more of the same to have a second season. And to be honest, I didn't really enjoy this anime as much to see a second season. I think... Personally, then I at least at the very least the one OVA. Potentially, like, potentially they would yeah. do OVAs because this is very, very popular animation. So they are going to do that. It just makes sense for them to do that. I think also some sometimes the animation is there to promote the manga and some sort of sudden end where there is no sort of closure is potentially to get you to buy the manga and read it. Potentially, because in a way, that's anime's main, main focus to sell the manga. But if anything, that's probably an issue of the pro of the product planning that shows the wrong spot to finish the to finish the series. But again, it could it, it could be an instance of like what I mentioned. They were planning Dagashikashi for a long running series, but had the budget only to fund twelve episodes. As for me. If I want or for I will recommend the show, no and no. When you look at Dagashikashi as a whole, one has to come to the conclusion that it was mediocre. It isn't bad, but it, but it's definitely not good. If I want a fix of slice of life done better, there there are there are certainly better examples of how to do a, a slice of life better than Dagashikashi. I would probably recommend on other shows rather than Dagashikashi if you want a slice of life fix. I mean, it's the kind of anime that, sure, you're bored if you have, if you have nothing to do with them, sure, watch it, but uh, don't go out of your way to watch it because it's, it's nothing spectacular. I, I'd give it a solid, I'd give it a seven, because like, it has like a lot of flaws, but like it's still it's still a feel good anime and like for that I'd say like you know for like if you ch like check it out maybe watch a few episodes and like it like I hope the show makes you feel a little good like if somebody's like feeling down it's like this is like the kind of show I'd show somebody if they were feeling down it's like you want to have a good time let's let's watch the Kashikashi let's have a good laugh or two and then let's let's have a drink and uh, let's get let's head out. I would not recommend this to anyone. I really wouldn't want people to waste their time watching this anime. That's so harsh, I know, but I think, for me, I lost interest past episode 5. Like, I, I genuinely didn't want to watch any more of this anime than I had to. 
Do you know what I mean? That's also why I wouldn't kind of suggest a season two. I think if this it's a great anime if you want to switch off your brain, maybe do some exercise or something uh, while while watching it or doing a meaningless task. Yeah, I think it would be great in that sense. But would I recommend it to people? No. Am I like the only one who is, who enjoyed binging the entire show from start yes. to finish? Potentially, yes. Potentially, Potentially, yeah. yes. I found it to be a chore, and I don't like wow. my anime to be like that. I think also, um, as where I would rate it, I would give it a solid six. Maybe six is a bit too nice, but that's where I stand. And probably a five on um, on my scale, and and yeah. I'm pretty much a carbon copy of what Bish said, really. If, if anything, the only addition that I find it mediocre. That's all. So with that out of the way, we have come to the end of our first simulcast special on Get A Life Podcast Kunai. Guys, if you enjoy this, let us know. Let us know your opinions on this kind of episode on Twitter at GALPKunai or by email at GALP.PEA at gmail.com. Send us your opinions. Would you want this to continue? Should we do something else? Let us know. Be sure to follow um, the podcast account, or if you want to follow us and our personal accounts, my Twitter handle is at Kenay, that's K-A-N-A-Y-E underscore. Mine is at KiboGamer, K-I-B-O-U-G-A-M-E-R. I'll probably talk about a lot of Final Fantasy XIV and Danganronpa, so... My actual Twitter page is at Get a Life Podcast. One word. So yeah, guys, the simulcast special is primed to return in the summer, where we selected a show from the spring season, but we still don't know what that show is about. So we're not gonna announce it formally, but expect one of these episodes in the summer. Again, if you have opinions on this, let us know on Twitter or by email mentioned previously. But stick around. There's a segment of. Japan crate in which we taste different candy from Dagashikashi, so stay tuned. Hey guys, welcome to this special kind of sponsored segment for Japan crate. Japan crate is the thingy, is a service. That's a thingy. Yeah. The thingy. It's a thingy. That's how they officially say it on their website. So they're, they're like, Japan Crate, the thing, or the thingy. Right. Um, so All Japan right. Crate is a service, a subscription service, where you get a box of Japanese candy every month for about $30, and that's for the premium. That's for the premium service. There's also different services. There's the normal one, and then there's the mini box. I think the mini box is about $12. And anyway, no one really gives a... Sh- well, no one really cares about the oh mini my, box. Oh, we don't want to say that, fish. <laughs> no one cares about the mini box because, you know, w- what are you going to get in the mini box? You're going to get the same stuff as you would in the premium box, but a lot less of it. And I know you guys love candy, so do me a favor. Go through the premium box. And you know what? If you decide to do that, enter coupon code KUNAI at checkout and you save yourself $3. So then you'll be paying $27. That's badass. Yeah, yeah it's pretty good. It's a pretty good offer. It is. It's an amazing offer. And I'm not saying this because they've given us candy. It's, um, they were going to give us candy anyway. I, okay, I told let's them, be honest. Who wouldn't want to get candy every who, single month? Exactly. Candy who you'll probably never candy. see again in your life. Exactly. And it's Japanese candy, so it's instantly better. They have more sugar in it. 
Now, I know you American guys love your sugar and your diabetes. So okay. that's okay. extra sugar for you guys. <laughs> and the flavors okay. that you wouldn't have tried before. So. Guys, this is how we sound more weeable than we usually are. <laughs> To be honest, no, I'm, I'm, this guy is stabbing at me. Do you see these arms? Do you see any meat let's on these be honest, arms? We have to sound weird, boo. We're, we're promoting a company called Japan Crate. So let's be honest here. They were going to send us candy anyway. But I, I told them, I said, hey, is it okay if you give us a coupon code? So we're not making any money from this. It is technically sponsored. We're just promoting them because, you know, they were kind they're enough cool to guys. give us the candy. Yeah, they're amazing people. Baker, if you're listening, shout out to you, man. Because if it wasn't for him, he wouldn't have sent us the candy. And the candy that they've sent us isn't actually from a box. This is actually special candy that they've they've seen. They've seen Dagashi Kashi, and they've picked out some uh, Dagashi for us. Is it called Dagashi? Dagashi, Dagashi. Yes. yeah. Yeah, they've, they've given us some Dagashi uh, for us to try out. And they are from the show, I believe, from episode one and two, and obviously throughout the other episodes they as well. They've a lot of episodes, especially um, Umaibo. Exactly. So we have the Umaibo with us. Everyone's got different flavors. I believe me and Tyson have the same flavors. We got um, Gyutan, which is cow tongue. And we have corn potage, which I think from what I can see here is like corn soup. I don't know how that's going to taste. Considering that Umaibo is, is corn, I'm, I'm imagining it's going to be plain tasting. I actually have different flavors for mine. Yeah, have, Joe, um, Joe has more premium flavors because, you know, yeah. apparently they saw his name and they're like, oh, this is Joe Addo. We have to give him, like, the best flavors. And me and Tyson <laughs> get, like, the worst ones. But that's fine. <laughs> exactly. Joe, what, I got, what do you um, have? I got teriyaki and I got... I think it's just cheese. Yeah, so... Joe has teriyaki burger and cheese. I don't know what the hell a teriyaki burger is. It sounds like something McDonald's would have invented to appeal to, <laughs> to, to you know, to Japanese people somehow. Well, to be to be honest, I th like, to be fair, I think the ja um, Japanese McDonald's is probably better than whatever the hell we have in America. To be honest, yeah, they mm, Japanese McDonald's they have they have uh, potato chips or fries. Sorry, they have fries oh. with chocolate. It's oh so weird, God. but apparently it's amazing. Anyway, we're not talking about McDonald's. We're talking about Japan Crate and what they've given us. Um, and also, they've given us the um, the candy whistles. So everyone's got a different amount. Fuera everyone's only. got a different amount, yeah. So yeah, I got, I got three. I got Joe three. has three. I got three as well. Tyson has three. I have eight. And a toy. So I'm going to be talking about the toy as well. Because you guys are worth it. Fun fact, um, the one that Bish has is the one that was covered on the show. That particular Although one. Although it is the same brand, just to just to make sure. They, yeah, they they're sell all it similar in, in some way, it's just different brands. No, no, they're the same brand, they're the same brand. Are they? They are the same brand, indeed. Oh, um, it's just packaging, then. It's just packaging is different because they sell them in one, single, three, and for the big boys, eight. Oh, oh and yeah. We, we also got um, something called Monster Stamps. We have Monster Stamps, which is, I think, it's not in the show. Yeah, I haven't seen it in the show. But it's still fun anyway. So let's go through this. What should we try first, lads? Should we try the, the Omaibo? Omaibo, please. Mm -hmm. Okay, Tyson, which one are you going to try? I'm going to try so, the Corn Potage first because... Okay, then, then I'm going to try the, the Gyutan. Okay, so... Alright, then I'll try the teriyaki burger. Oh, okay. This is man, so man. difficult to open. Man, this These wrapping. Are... This wrapping, oh, damn it. 
You need to be the Hulk to open these things. Oh, never mind. I just split it down. Oh I, I just split it towards the middle, and I already uh, I, got I mine open. it like that. So no, it wait. is. It smells quite nice, actually, to be honest. Yeah, this it's, smells really good. And I have the Gutan version. Um, okay. It's basically like a massive Cheeto with a hole in the oh, middle. God. That's the only way I can describe this. So should we just go in three, two, one, and take I a bite out of it? I think my teriyaki broke a bit in transit because it's like crumbling. No, like I, to be honest, I don't think it, 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 there's no way it could have broken in transit. They gave us massive boxes. Yeah, I think it's just packaging. packaging yes. uh, for, for four things. So uh, there's no way it broke in transit unless UPS were just doing something wrong with it. Anyway, let's take a okay. bite. One, two, three. Three, two, okay. Three, two, one, go. Mm. Mm. It's gonna, it's gonna start to sound like an uh, ASMR show because you know it's just us eating <laughs> of the microphones. But I don't know what to think. Oh my god, this is beautiful, Joe. Because you started that, I'll let you start first. And what's your opinions? What's the texture like? And what's the taste? It's like, so it's kind of like they're kind of like these like corn like sticks. Mm. No, describe them. It's like it has like this. You know, it's very like it reminds me of teriyaki. Like the taste is like sweet. It kind of has that like kind of blends together to make this sweet like like teriyaki is usually sweet, very delicious, very like. Uh, what do you say? What do you say? Sour, sweet, sour. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like kind of like that. It's pretty good. Tyson, what do you think? You don't look impressed. Um. So I think the best. Description that I can make of this is trying to compare it to something I already know. So, okay. in my case, at least in Puerto Rico, there's a brand of potato chips being sold here that is called Fungiums. They are basically these little onion ring shape oh, yeah. um, chips that they have a sort of taste like like it's, it's really salty and it and it, and it has like sprinkled uh, onion taste on it. I can mm. describe the texture similar to that, but okay. when I bite into the umaibo, um, I don't feel the flavor until like two seconds later, in which then I feel like I'm eating like um, like a cop. I'm eating I'm, I'm eating basically oh, okay. a cop. So, so it's like going and eating a corn on a cob, basically. Exactly. From what I understand. Exactly. For me. Um, it's quite satisfying, this umaibo. I had a gitan flavor, which is cow tongue. Um, I thought it was going to taste disgusting because I've had cow tongue before and it's not the best thing in the world. But this has like a slight spice to it, which is quite nice. Um, the texture is very simple texture, kind of like your your puffed corn snacks. Yeah, it's a very puff, like, like mine is or, like puffed corn. Like yeah, I like think that. everyone's yeah. is because it starts off the same. Um, but mine more so, I think... I don't know how to explain it. If you're from the UK and you've had something called Munch to Munch, um, it tastes like the roast beef flavor or the corned beef flavor. I can't remember what flavor. It's, it tastes like the beef flavor of that. It has this kind of um, spice to it, which is quite beautiful, actually. Um, I don't know. Would I eat another one of these? I don't think I would eat too many of these ones because it needs some sort of sweetness. You know what I mean? Like, I'll be eating one of these and then go for some more candy afterwards. So on a scale of one, so on a scale from one to ten of my bows, what would you rate it? Um, this one, this cow tongue flavor, I would say maybe a seven. So that was quite good, but it wasn't something that I would eat daily. I think I would be sick of it quite quickly. I would I'd give, 
I would also go with a seven for the corn potash one. And honestly, listening from Bishop's description, since we got the both, since we got uh, the same flavors of Umaibo, um, mm. I'm kind of lenient on trying this one. I really, I'll, really don't like uh, cow tongue. I don't like the idea of cow tongue. So I don't I'll know. give my I'll give my teriyaki one like a solid eight. Like it has some it has some draw a couple draw decks, but it doesn't t it doesn't take away too much from the taste. Should which we I try really the next Umaibo or yes yes let's get let's get the Umaibo okay. with okay okay Joe right. do you, do you want to get one. the Umaibo first out of the way? I thought we were you know why I think I know why because Joe wants to mess around with the whistles. Uh, I think he already. Right. I think we're he already did save the whistles to last. I think he honest, already did. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. The the lovely Ooh. thing about wow, this oh actually does smell like corn on the cob. This. this is amazing. Look at this. Whoa. Yeah, I think that's the, that's your your classic cheese flavor, Joe. That's oh my god. It's gonna make your hands stink. I'm like getting pictures of every of everything wow. I open. I'm wow. only getting How pictures. I'm I'm only getting pictures of the wrapping, honestly. How the hell do they make this smell so exactly really, like really um, this thing? Tyson, why are you eating it straight away? We haven't said well, three, two, I guess one. we're going no, in now. Well, yeah, Tyson's already gone in. Oh. Tyson's tagged out. I cannot eat this. Um, I'm sorry. I cannot eat this. Fair enough. Ugh. This uh, one has a... This one, the one I'm eating now, is a compotage. It smells like corn on the cob, but when I eat it, I get a slight flavor of corn in a can. You know, the ones that you like sweet corn in the can, like Green Giant. Um, but then the aftertaste is quite weird. It, the aftertaste is kind of like a, like a vegetable pizza, which is very odd. I don't know why it has that, that odd aftertaste. Um, but I prefer this one over the carton, to be honest. Mine was like, a, it, was, it was basically a giant, giant cheese noodle. Mm. Yeah, like it. Um, it had like a light cheese. Like it was like light and sweet cheese. I don't know how to describe it. Like the, the what's the name of Com the comparing flavor? that to something like a Cheeto? It's much you? better. Much it's better. much better. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Okay. But like it's not labeled, so I can't tell what the flavor is. But like it, it, is. it reminds me of like light cheese, and like mm -hmm. it's like a very thick Cheeto. Very thick cheese noodle, basically. And Tyson, your opinions. All right, since this is an audio podcast and like the guys are seeing me eating the cow tongue and Bish aptly replied that I tagged out and basically, yes, I can. I don't like this flavor. I just took it. I basically took a bite out of it and I was so disgusted by the aftertaste that I just had to spit it out in the uh, trash can near me. I can't taste this. I don't like it. Hotaru would be disappointed in you. Well, Hotaru doesn't eat this game. Hotaru didn't eat this kind of umaibo, so I'm good. I'm still good. Well, to be honest, um, people eat umaibo in very different ways. Like, some people eat it just standard. This is actually very cheap. It's like 20 cents. Like, if you were to buy them in the shops, like in Japan, it would roughly cost about 20 cents, 10 cents, depending on which flavor. Um, I think... And yeah, and some people eat them over rice, so they crush them and they sprinkle them over rice. And some people grill them, as we saw them in uh, the Gashi Kashi. We actually talked about that in the episode, with, yeah. like how they mix, like you mix the gashi with, like for example, tarzine rice, and like there are mm -hmm. ways you can mix the gashi with your food. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. I think the corn potage one would work really well with rice. Um, yeah, this would work very well. I think. I don't. I don't know. I don't know, Joe. Because you know, yours one's cheese. Would you really eat like Cheetos? Would you really crush up something like Cheetos and put them over? Over rice, I don't. I wouldn't do that. Yes, that, that sounds like a crime. 
You know what? I'm I I break crimes for a living. Whoa, 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 Joe, Joe. Um, which one should we try next? He if he's basically continuing the joke of the Phoenix Wright um avatar that he had. Um, damn it, damn it. sure, Yeah, I'm, Fe I'm Phoenix for IRL. Like, yeah, there's nothing I cannot. There's nothing I follow. I always go beyond the boundaries. So, guys, next. What the hell? What the hell? <laughs> what the hell? Have you what guys? Have you guys? No, not no, I know. I know what you said. I'm like that. Just sounded horrible. Iggy, well, I didn't know because. Um. So the next one we have here is not in Dagashikashi, but they sent it to us anyway because you know they're pretty awesome guys over at Japan Cray. They sent us these monster stamps. Now how they work is you lick them kind of like an Oreo, and then you get a piece of paper and you stamp it on the piece of paper, and the die should transfer to the paper like oh a God. stamp, Wait a which is quite ingenious. So we'll try it. It's like a chalk candy. Wait, I need to put this on paper. I I got a piece of paper. Give me a sec. I don't have paper. So, in, I don't have paper at hand, but I do have like a folder. I don't know if that would work. Well, we can try, Tyson. You can always try. Okay. Um. Let's so see. I've done it. It works. If you guys can see, it's oh my quite, god. I've done it on a tissue because I don't actually have any paper nearby because you know I'm so ghetto. But it does work. This. So Joe has a, a um the whole why they call them monster stamps is because they're kind of like Halloween themed. And you have different monsters on them. So mine has a witch. Tyson's one is a pumpkin, which isn't a monster. Anyone in Japan thinks that jack-o'-lanterns are actually scary. You should really be ashamed of them. And Joe's one was a ghost. But all the fun aside, let's actually eat these. Because they are candy. All the stamps are candy. Oh, mm -hmm. they, oh, the whole thing is a candy. I thought the I thought the only lickable part. I thought the lickable part was only the. No. All right then. Maybe not. Maybe what if we die because of this? <laughs> well, Dagashi is all about being creative with uh, with the presentation of the product. So, so being very hard to eat. They are very difficult to eat. Um, I assume that you you kind of um, lick them. This like, seems um, this seems like a candy. Like it's meant for the long run. And yeah. Oh, I got I got another. Um, I have another one. You got a pumpkin. Everyone's got different ones. Yeah, I've got a ghost um, and a pumpkin. They're different flavors. I think it's like a two-tone flavor. So the handle of the stamp is obviously your standard cola, and then depending on what flavor you got, you know, you got your purple for grape, <clears throat> you got your pink strawberry, and you got apple as well. Aww. And they do change. I didn't get any apple ones. I got two strawberry and two grape. So I got um, I got um, I got a little grape one. Um, to this pumpkin. And to describe the texture of this, imagine if you were eating some sort of tablet candy. This is basically mm -hmm. it. Yeah, um, it's very chalky. Mm-hmm. But I need, mm -hmm. I need a picture of every I'm, single I'm, thing I'm, we do. I'm, not, I'm not even going to uh, attempt to eat this. Um, um, not not eat, but chew. I'm just gonna let mm. it. Um, They're very hard. They're very I, hard to chew. I'm just gonna let it simmer in my saliva, and then it'll eventually come to the point in which it's <clears throat> enough that I can chew it. Let's see. Okay, to be honest, with this candy, um, I think the main appeal of it is for children, and it's more of like a toy thing, like something to play with as you're eating it, uh, <clears throat> as opposed to just something you pop in your mouth, like popcorn. I don't think it's intended for that. I think it's more for the fun aspect of this candy. Well, um, well, well again, Dagashi is all about uh, different ways of eating it. Um, remember mm -hmm. that Dagashi being inexpensive if is usually fitted for budgets of children. Oh. Like they're allowing, say, like they got a hundred yen and 
just yeah. to name an example, and they want to buy a lot of candy, they can go into the gacha shop and buy a lot with those 100 yen, just to mm -hmm. say an example. <laughs> Let's see. And well, now, uh, speaking of fun candy... Wait, wait, I need oh. to finish my thing. No, Joe. We don't wait for anyone, we still have an episode to record. <laughs> Damn it. This one's gonna be very difficult for me to open because... Oh, actually, no. I, I say this. I thought it was like some next blister packaging, but there's actually a bit at the bottom that says, pull here. So I'm gonna pull it. No, it, no but in the, in the Flare Ramonade, what you have to do is pop the, uh, pop the thing, actually. Yeah, you can't, you can't do that on this one. Oh, you can't? Because it would actually break the... No, I can't do that on my one. Oh, okay. Because mine's uh, the 8-pack. So, before we try out the, the Fuyemaru uh, Ramune, uh, it's basically what it tastes like is, before we actually eat it, because I've tasted this before, it tastes like, um, like Ramune, like, um, the drink Ramune. Mm hmm So it has like a lemonade type flavor. Ramune is basically lemonade. It's like yeah. the, it's like the Japanese interpretation <laughs> of, um... They actually made a joke about it. Where like <laughs> before it was created, like the reason ramen was created was because somebody misheard. Um, I think that was like, episode eleven that they were yeah, explaining they <laughs> how the how the ramen. Um, let's see, it was episode eleven. Yes, it was episode eleven. It was. It's on about how like it's like there was a Japanese like a, a Japanese um leader I think. Hmm. A clan leader, a clan leader, I can't remember. Like he was talking with an American, and like they were negotiating, like opening Japan, opening the um the borders of Japan, Japan to the world, yeah. Mm. And then like, and then he tried um the lemonade for that American offer, and he's like, this like this ramenade is amazing. He's like lemonade, ramenade, lemonade, ramenade, lemonade. Did you manage to open <laughs> your foie ramenade yet, bitch? I've opened it. Uh, but I've opened the Open. toy as well. The, for some reason, the last toy I had was a toy car, which is pretty badass. But this time, I got this. Like, what the fuck is this? It's it's a camper van, and it does nothing. It you put it on your desk. It looks like a hippo from from my side of things. How the fuck does that look? How can it have the wheels? How many hippos have you seen that have wheels? The legs! The legs look like... The, the legs... The, the tires look like legs. Actually, no, I'm I'm wrong. This is a garbage truck. Wait, what? This what? is a garbage truck. Is that a camper van? Because there are indentations on it. You can't, like, look. It's, if you look closely, you can see indentations on it. Is that a message yeah. to us? That Japan crazy saying so. that... I think so. I think so. Japan crazy think we're garbage. Is, is Japan crazy saying wow. that we're trash? No, do you know what I think it is? I think it's because I'm a big fan of Nico, and they they might have heard the other episodes, and they're like, "Bitch, no, Nico is this. No, this is where she deserves to be in the trash." <laughs> no, what I'm gonna no, do? No, no, what I'm gonna do after I finish filming this episode, I'm gonna throw myself into a trash can because I deserve to be inside a trash can. Man. Yeah, we're all trash. You know, like we just we're we gotta trash, go back to where we came especially from. Especially me, because I'm a big fan of Nico. So we uh, all got our Fuey uh, Ramune. Yeah. Did you guys open yours yet? Um, Mine's open. Okay. Let's go. Let's go uh, now. Okay. So Oops. how are you supposed to do it? Okay, Joe's found out how to do it. You just put it in your mouth and you blow. That's what she said. But... Um, please don't blow it too close into the microphone. That's go that's gonna be a bitch to edit. Oh, okay. Sorry, Tosin. Should we do the uh, the Dagashi Kashi intro with the, with these whistles? <laughs> oh shit! 
No! The only problem is with this is that if you break it in half, you can't use it anymore. Mm. That's why we got multiple ones. And I thought that I couldn't get the thing to whistle, but apparently I can. It's pretty easy. All I know is that I need to bite um, between my teeth and just blow through it, and you should be able the to. The only problem is, is if you get your teeth with the seam mm. of the Fue Ramane, it will just crack through. That's the only problem with it. Because it's actually two pieces stuck together. Yeah, yeah, I, and I just cracked mine. I will have to open another mm. Fue Ramone to actually whistle with it. I'm just gonna eat mine there. Mm. Um, but it's something really, it's so fun. It's, yeah, I don't it's, know. It tastes really good too. It's really, yeah, of course, because it has the, the Ramone flavoring. Yeah. Um, it's really you good. You can get different flavors. Uh, uh, different flavors? Yeah, you can get different flavors of these guys. You can get different <laughs> flavors of these. Um, I know that I've I've gone to uh, Japan Center, which is the local Japanese supermarket, and I found flavors where, you know, grape flavor, melon flavor. So there's more than just the ramen flavor. Uh, you, know what I'm, you know what I'm doing? Like, as, as soon as I get money, I'm mm. importing, I'm going on Amazon, I'm importing a ton of Umaibo. You know what you should do? You should, should you should use the kunai code. So go to japancrate.com. And you know what? You're right. Yeah, you should do that. You should and do that. Type in kunai at checkout, and you save yourself three dollars, and that's a lot. Think about it. You get shit tons of stuff. Let me just go through what you get in the past crates. Yeah, you get shit tons. You get those candies. You know the ones that you add water to, and you make gummy candies from. You get that. You get yeah. different types of biscuits or cookies, as Americans call them. You get a premium drink as well. And this is obviously with the premium crate. So you get tons and tons and tons of candy for $30, which I, to be honest, these things are very expensive to import anyway. So if you were to go to your local yeah. Asian supermarket, they would be very, very expensive to buy. And you would be saving yourself some money by doing it this way. And That's you don't true. know what you're getting sometimes. That's the beauty of it because you're trying new things every time. Is that drink? Is that drink Ramune? Hmm? Uh, is that drink Ramune? The one that they've they had were... um, Ramune's in in previous ones before. Mm -hmm. They've also had the um, Fuer Ramune as well, and Umaibos. They always have Umaibos in these boxes. That's yeah. something I've noticed. Yeah, yeah, Umaibo is pretty easy to import, so I suppose Very that. Easy. This also looks pretty popular. Mm -hmm. It is really popular, they, just because there's so many different flavors. There's like yeah. um, yakitori flavor, which is like grilled meat flavorings, um, things like that. Anyway, I think that's it. I think, oh my, I'm so I think sad. All my, like, I was so excited for this, and now it's all gone. Yeah, but the thing is, you, Joe, you can do yourself a service and go to japancrate.com. Right. And <laughs> I don't know how we're just Ronner promoting this to everyone. For everyone who hasn't heard already, yeah, the, the coupon code is Kunai, so that's K U N A I, Kunai. Nice. Yeah. I with a dot, and not with a not the Y. Just right, in so case. overall, how would you guys, on a scale of one to ten, how'd you guys rate this box? It wasn't really a box, like the stuff well, that we got. What you gotten? You know what I mean. Hmm. I really enjoyed it. To be honest, the Gutan was a bit too much for me, and I'm gonna bump its score down to six 
for the Gitan. But overall, this was quite fun. The shitty toy from the Fubu Ramune, what was that about? That was complete garbage, <laughs> no pun intended. He's never going to let that down. I'm not going to let it down because if you go and get a Kinder, if you get a Kinder Egg, you get fucking amazing toys. You get yourself like My Little Ponies and Avengers toys and Hot Wheels and shit like that. And the kids of Japan, I must feel very sorry for them if they're getting shitty toys. Like, look, it just broke. Like, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> let's be honest. If the kids of Japan are getting garbage trucks, they must have pretty boring lives. To be wow. honest. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know what to say. Like, what's the point of including a toy in the eight pack of Fue Ramune <laughs> when, when the candy itself is. More fun than the fucking toy! <laughs> wow! Wow! Tyson, Tyson, please keep this in. Well, we're gonna keep this in. But overall, as to what they sent us, it's amazing. And that's what yeah. I liked about them, because when we spoke to Japan Crate, we told them everything. We said, we're doing a Dagashikashi episode. We saw your service, and they were like, cool, we'll send you stuff from Dagashikashi. Not many people would have done that. And yeah. they did, and that's why... Yeah, seriously, why... like, thank you very much, Japan Crate. You guys are awesome. Mm. And um, you expect me, like, eventually to subscribe. Yeah, so at least we've got one subscriber. And Joe, remember, use that coupon code, Kunai, to save yourself yeah. $3. I know, I know. But yeah, that was our that was our episode. Um, Thank you. Thank you for listening. Um, If you haven't, check out our... Check out our episode for Kunai, which... It's in the same episode, Joe. Like, what the hell? Have you gotten high off the candy? Apparently so! <laughs> I think Joe is, like, on comatose level. He was, yeah, he's well, just well, eating too many candy. You know what? It was, it was too much sugar. It's getting to... It, if you see my desk right now, it's, like, not even just the candy. It's, like, everything here is with sugar. Like... Wow. Wow, Joe. Anyway. You're gonna so, get that... You're gonna get that... You gotta get diabetes, Joe. That's not good I, for I you. Think I'm, I think I'm immune to diabetes at this point. I think I've had so much, I'm just immune. Uh, to be honest, these Japanese candies tend to have a lot more sugar than British candies. Anyway, hope you guys have enjoyed our episode on Kunai.